Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to the Football Stooges, the weekly NFL breakdown by three idiots with microphones and webcams and a lot of alcohol for two out of three of us. Um, yeah, this is, like I said, a weekly breakdown of the NFL. We're going to take a look at the Thanksgiving week games played on Thanksgiving, as well as the games that were um, going to be played or played on the Thanksgiving weekend. And we're going to take a look at the upcoming week. It's going to be week 13. Um, we're going to be looking at a lot of the games that are coming up as the season's getting a shorter and shorter time span for these teams to catch up and get into the playoff. We'll take a look at the playoff picture. We're going to get you all prepped and ready to you know witness some of the best football, which is the end of the season football, where teams are clicking, things are rolling, people are moving, the fans are bumping, the weather's colder. Hopefully we'll get a snow game. I still don't forgive you, Roger Goodell, for moving the game out of Buffalo. Fuck you. Um, he probably won't see this, but anyway, a person that, that person that also shares my love for snow games, Mastodon. Mashed potatoes. Oh God, there goes the yingling again. Oh All right. Oh my God. Uh, for those of you that don't know, we recorded, talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for those of you that don't know, we had a little bit of a flub up and we like recorded about three minutes without audio because one of my audio devices decided to switch. So if Mastodon's already a couple, uh, couple ounces of alcohol down, um, I'll meanwhile, the sober it's one of three us. three and four. The sober, quote unquote, one of us in the group, Mamba. Hi. <laughs> the sober one. I, got I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, okay. I don't know how, bro, after listening to Mac White. Oh, man. Dude, I was like a wreck. I was a wreck after the, the Bengals lost their week one game versus the um, Steelers. So I'm glad we got revenge on them last week, but also this fucking chair. I swear, every time I activate my goddamn camera, this chair decides to appear from the ether. Wait, what? There's a chair that that's behind me because I live in a smaller apartment. So there's this chair that keeps fizzling out in the background and just like appears. That motherfucker. I swear to God. <laughs> there's two, this is like a big two. Okay, it thinks it's a person. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Football Stooges. Football Stooges. All right. Clip this let's, shit. Let's get, let's get ready. And, you know, Football Stooges country. Let's ride. Let's ride. Die. All right. Thanks, Divin Games. There were three games. Um, the 1 o'clock slot, 4.30 slot, and the matinee, 8.30 slot. Um, well, actually, 12.30 for the early game. Um, I love the lineup. It was a great set of games. Let's break down oh, yeah. the first Thursday one. Was great. Yes, they were. Now, there's nothing, dude. Again, I'm gonna go back to this. We talked about this last week, but again, like just holiday football, like Thanksgiving is so good. Like, why not replicate that for Christmas? It'd be perfect. Yeah, it'd be so perfect. We already went over that last week. I don't want. We already went over it. <laughs> we're not going I, over it again. It's such a good idea. Please. <laughs> Every single you get to see the Packers play every uh, Christmas. Send a, you get send to see some like pigeon, the Bills play. Send, a, send some pigeon letters to Roger nah, Goodell. He don't want to hear my. I ass mean, at... like I want to actually watch football. That I'm not with family at times. <laughs> like I'm yeah. visiting my brother for Christmas or Yule for Fair. my brother. So that's just my first, so that's for me. That All right, um, a close one in the first game: Detroit hosting Buffalo. Technically, after Buffalo played their two straight weeks, one of the games they were that was technically their home game in a way, since they were snowed out of the game they were about to have the snowball in against the Browns. Um, Bills take the win, twenty-eight to twenty-five, on Josh Allen's twenty-four for forty-two pass completion to attempts, 
253 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception, taking three sacks. Jared Goff, 23 for 37, 240 yards, two touchdowns, and two sacks. The rushing game, again, for Buffalo is a little odd. Josh Allen had 10 carries for 78 yards. Devin Singletary had 14 carries for 72 yards. For the Lions, wasn't great on their side either. Jamal Williams, 18 carries for 66 yards, which equates to a 3.7 average. DeAndre Swift had five carries for 19 yards, which is a 3.8 average. Um, the receiving for Buffalo, 96 yards for Isaiah McKenzie and one touchdown. Stephon Diggs, 77 yards, six or eight receptions and one touchdown. Detroit had a standout, Almond Ross St. Brown, nine receptions, 122 yards and one touchdown. And the nearest close, the closest one next to him was Khalif Raymond, 35 yards and four receptions. Um, God damn. This, yeah, this came down to the wire. Bills made a key drive late in the game and were able to, um, I believe, get a touchdown or a field goal field late goal. in the game. The yeah, field, field goal, goal yeah. late in the game in order to put themselves up by three and win the game. Josh Allen at the very end of the game sharing an embrace with Stefan Diggs and relieving a sigh of relief after nearly losing to the Detroit Lions. Tough game, and I'm honestly pretty impressed that the Lions held it this far. They're a good team, but they've been very streaky, and they've had a lot of down streaks this year. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm glad the Lions kind of are looking a little bit better, especially taking a team like Buffalo to a three point game. Yeah, I mean, early in the season for the Lions, it was just they were trying to figure shit out, but now it looks like they're a very good team, like middle of the pack. I mean, they're not gonna win no, you know, they're not gonna make the playoffs or anything, but. I mean, if you look at the Lions for next year, I would be worried. As a Bears fan, I would be worried. <laughs> yeah. But um, they're, st- they're still in the playoff hunt somehow. <laughs> who, the Lions? Yes. Yeah. They're second in their division. Not, not division. Yeah, you're right. Not, not, not division-wise, but wild card. But, I forgot Green Bay sucks. <laughs> yeah. But well, one thing I was gonna say for this, like the the end, the last drive Lions had the third and one. A lot of people are complaining about the play call. The play call wasn't bad. It's just you trusted Jared Goff on the throw. That was so. It was such a bad throw he did. Yeah, like there. Yeah, Tua, Tua would hit him. Patrick Mahomes would hit. Uh, oh, who was trying to catch it? I'm trying to remember who was the receiver. But like. If it was a good throw, that's a touchdown. I'm sorry. Like, I would say that. That was a touchdown. I mean, hey, if Detroit's looking at this draft that's upcoming, they should maybe trade up. Possibly trade up or wait. They honestly, with Hendon Hooker from Tennessee, has looked really good and was a Heisman front runner until he tore his ACL. The Lions are still rebuilding and they could afford to take Hendon Hooker, let him rehab his injury, and then move on from Jared Goff once he's back and ready. Kind of like a Trey Lance situation in a way. That they're dealing with now, that could Garoppolo. Work. You know, Before, it could totally work. They just have to get him, and they're four and seven. They're not going to have the lowest pick in the draft, but they're also not going to have like the highest pick. So they're going to be middle of the pack. We'll have to see what happens. Before I forget, uh, I saw a stat that yeah. was hilarious. Buffalo winning last week in Detroit and winning this week is the first time a team won in Ford Field back-to-back since 2016. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I thought last week they played at uh, New York, but I forgot, yeah, they played no, at uh, yeah, they played Ford Field. in Detroit. <laughs> Fucking <Wow>. hell. <laughs> I guess they got something going over there. I don't know. But, well, I'm um, sorry. Just real, just real quick on the hilarious. Bills side of the ball. Um, they are looking a little fizzled out, a little tired. I don't know what's going on there. I mean, they had that battle last week against the Vikings. That is that was true. Very discouraging. Or two weeks ago against the Vikings, that was very discouraging. Um, 
the run game's still not there. It's just yeah. Challenge. And their secondary still hurt. You had fucking someone came back from secondary, and now Von Miller's out. It's like yeah, yeah. Like, I know Von Miller's not hurt. secondary, but you had someone else get hurt. It's like well, it fuck? doesn't sound like it's that bad. It, they were saying seven to ten days, or actually Von, I think on um, he has a podcast or something, but um, he was saying like he could play through it, but he needs to let it kind of rest. Yeah, still need to heal. So yeah, I say I mean even like. You could just coast your way into the playoffs from now, and then once Von Miller's back, play him in the playoffs. Maybe want to have him back with... and ready. The Bills are fighting with Miami, though. Look at the AFC East standings. It's not an easy... They're oh, not... shit. Yeah, man. I, yeah. It's tough. <laughs> it's very hard. I can't believe and New England's at the New bottom York. of that. <laughs> New England is and, at the I, bottom of and that. And don't forget, don't... The, the New York uh, Jets are going to be fighting with them, too. Yeah, that's it's, uh, that's yeah. The NFC East is looking. You would really good. think, but hey, there could be fucking, four if you got Magic Mike and anything could yeah. happen. The whole division, the AFC East, can make it to the playoffs. That's how tough it is. Yeah, yeah it's gonna it's gonna take Not some Belichick magic to fix that Patriots offense. Because golly, it's it's been. Here's how you go- fix it: don't have don't have Joe Judge and Matt Patricia as offensive coordinators. That's a little Dude. late in the season to get an OC, but yeah. Well, not even that. Have an actual OC, not two defensive coordinators. Or I don't know, Joe Judge was ever a defensive coordinator. I think he was offensive, but still. Moving on to the, I think this is one of the most watched NFL games in history. Um, Of course, the Cowboys. No, no, Mamba, actually look this up. Look how many people watched the Giants-Cowboys game on um, Thanksgiving. Sorry to make you just like look something up, but I, I saw a blurb that it was like a massive watching I can't remember the exact number. Really? But... Um, 42 million mean... views. 42 yeah. million viewers. 42 million. Very it big. wasn't bad teams. Like They have winning records. They're fighting for they're fighting. Yeah, for but when the too. Cowboys well, the are NFC playing East. on Thanksgiving, of course people are going to watch the Cowboys. Yeah, but at the same time, like, like, it's also America's like... team. Yeah, but the Cowboys are like doing well this year. The Giants are also doing well this year. So that's all of New York that's going to tune in because the Giants are far more popular in New York than the Jets. And then um, you got Jersey for the Giants. It's yeah, mostly yeah. Jersey for Giants too. True, true. So I mean, you got you got two popular franchises tuning in. It's Thanksgiving. Everyone's you know you know the trip the fan is acting up. The beers Fucking are going crazy. You're tired of your uncle talking about how in. you know all the political stuff, and then you know you're. Your one cousin that you know has like blue hair and seventeen piercings—they're about to fight each other in the middle of the family room. You got to worry about all this going on, and you're just like, "Let's just watch football." That's why everybody was tuned into this game. That's exactly the reason why. So, imagine having family. Imagine having Thanksgiving. It wasn't me. (laughs) Sounds like your Thanksgiving uh, dinner was interesting. Mine was fine. Mine was just a ton of my. Uh, wife's family gathered all together and honestly I just watched most of talk with people and watch football the whole time it was nice uh, but anyway nice. New York Giants lose by I'm 8 alone. to the Cowboys in Texas Dak Prescott 21 for 30 261 and 8.7 average two touchdowns but two picks Daniel Jones 21 for 35 228 yards 6.5 average one touchdown and three sacks um, Bar- Saquon Barkley only ran for 39 yards and 11 carries 
not a great day for him running the ball, but also that Dallas defense, especially that box set that they have with Micah Parsons mm. leading the way is dangerous. Um, Ezekiel Elliott ran for 92 yards and 16 carries, and Tony Pollard ran for 60 yards on 18 carries. Uh, they used Ezekiel Elliott in a lot more power formations than old-school Dallas run offense to take advantage of a really battered-up Giants defensive line that was a better pass rusher than they were run stoppers, and they really bullied Kayon Thibodeau, pulled some guards, cracked them, you know, side blocks and Bro. stuff like that. Um, they even got CeeDee Lamb rushing. Yeah, two carries for 11 yards. Wild. And he also, CeeDee Lamb, had 106 yards, leading Cowboys receiver with six receptions total. The nearest, Michael Gallup, with 63 yards on five receptions. For the Giants, their receiving core wasn't that great. Darius Slayton, their leader, three receptions for 63 yards. Um, and Barkley, 13 yards on only four receptions. Um, so not a great day for Barkley. Daniel Jones even only ran for 14 yards. I remember I was, I think, listening to the uh, Pat McAfee show, and they had like a boosted odds for Daniel Jones to run for like 70 plus yards. So that like, crazy against <laughs> Dallas's defense. Yeah, Dallas. Yeah, they probably good. What's what's they name? thought Jones uh, was going to be running for his life. Yeah, they thought Daniel Jones was going to be running for his life because of um, Parsons. Just running in there and disrupting it, so Fair, James has to be able to escape and you know vanilla Vic his way to you know seventy something yards. I'll I'll but. mention this with the New York Giants, their main. So if the defense stops the Giants' run game, they're not good. Like they can't yeah. they can't yeah. move the ball passing that well. Um, I mean I think, because early in the season, oh go for it. Yeah, Jones is a little streaky. He just needs more options. Like Darius Slayton should not be a first option for a playoff team. I still don't think it. he's that great of a quarterback. I think he's an average quarterback, not a like very much above average. I mean, he's on that fringe spot. He's not obviously not as good as Justin Herbert, but I would take him right now no. over Mac White. Um, Mike White. Honestly, Mike White. Yes, yeah, Mike White. I take I, him I was over like, Mac Jones or Mike White. <laughs> Both. Mike White. Both. Honestly. He had a good game. I mean, we'll get to that game, but Mike yeah, White had I'll, a really good game. I, I'll take him over both guys. Both Mac and Mike. I'll take him over both, I think, honestly, because his threat also as a runner. I mean, he's still a decent passer. He still put up 400 yards of total offense, and more than half of that was pa- uh, okay, passing yeah. a couple he's games a, ago. He could be a threat as a runner, but when you when the defense stops their run game, they, they're pretty much fucked. I, I still they think don't it's have just a lot of options. I don't think all of that. Well, that's the thing. I don't think it's all on Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones is still no. pretty good. I think a lot of that is on their receiving core which is probably worse than the or uh, than the um Packers receiving core. Okay, fair. Mm-hmm. I do think Dallas defense it did a great job. Oh, for sure. Absolutely oh, yeah. for sure. It's... Trayvon Diggs was everywhere. Uh, Micah Parsons was flying to the football. Leighton Vander Etch was, you know, hitting people as he always does. It was a good day for the Dallas defense. Both sides of the ball, like for Dallas, has been great. Like offensively, uh, they're able. Got iffy on this game. Okay, fair, but they have receivers. They got CD Lamb running around. Well, it doesn't um, help when Dak throws the football to the defense twice yeah. okay. on absolutely off. Like these were not like, oh, it's a tip pass at the line that you know, or but the receiver dropped the it. This was like a Dak Prescott said, "Oh shit, that's a giant, not a listen, cowboy. listen, listen." Even if Dak has a bad game. They still could squeak through, a, like squeak a win, because they have a really good run game. They have a really good defense. Yeah, like there's not too much pressure on that quarterback. They can do that now in the playoffs. They're not going to be able. I don't think they're going to be able to pull that. I don't know. 
Cowboys defense and plus the running game from them. The last time an insane offense or sane defense carried a, a a poorly performing quarterback to the Super Bowl Eagles. was the Bears. Oh. Uh so, oh, okay, I'm Eagles, not saying they had a, they had the Eagles Super Bowl was freaking uh Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Yeah, Nick Foles. Okay, hold on. Nick Foles that season was doing great. You have the Ravens one season where Joe Flacco was for some reason the reincarnation of Johnny Unitas for that one season and then fell so off after winning, that. So you're saying winning Super Bowl not getting there. Yeah, but, but I mean okay. Even well no no uh, even Eagles, then like they were they no, were no, playing no. well at the same time. But Those teams were still face off of Brady. Like you're stopping yeah. Brady's offense. Like, like the, that's the pretty... defense did not stop Brady. The defense did not stop they Brady. Didn't, yeah, the defense didn't stop Brady. I don't the offense it was exactly. a yeah. It was a shoot. Right. shoot yeah, it was a. I think it was both teams had like thirty something points. I think over thirty points, and Philly yeah. had forty. Yeah, that was not a defensive game at all. So I'm I guess saying Phil, that defenses <laughs> less defense to carry a subpar quarter or subpar performing quarterback to the Super Bowl was the Bears in 2006 carrying Rex Grossman to play against Peyton Manning, where he shit the bucket. I, yeah. I thought that was Sean Glenn. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, th- I'm thinking someone else for yeah. Sean Glenn. Sorry, sorry. No, Peyton Manning fucking smoked. Well, Bron- yeah, the Broncos was in 2015. <laughs> no, that was Broncos. that wasn't that was the Colts. That was Peyton Manning and the Colts. No, t- 2006. I know, I know, but I'm saying also Denver and when they won it, Payne was doing bad. Denver, yeah. Oh, uh, no, 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 Peyton Manning stats in Denver were actually better than his stats per year in uh, Indy. Way better. Peyton Manning was a better Bronco than he was a Colt. That Super Bowl year? When they won it. They had the high scoring offense in the league. There was, uh, wasn't there once a Super Bowl where they like fucking stunk? Oh, yeah, because they went up against the prime Legion of Boom. Cam yeah. Chancellor, Richard Sherman, um, uh, Bobby Wagner. That's, yeah, that's the Seahawks. Yes, yeah. they, they scored oh, like yeah, I think it was like yeah. three to ten or three to seventeen that game or something. It was three, yeah, some three seventeen. And then next year they went and they played Cam Newton, who just you know probably they had basically money against himself. Newton. They basically oh. head hunted. They head hunted Cam Newton. If you looked, there was. <laughs> mm. Yeah, they're making trying to make him feel uncomfortable. Game. He was good though. Yeah. Cam Newton, that one, that that's that MVP yeah. season. Oh my goodness, his, his injuries hurt him. But no, he, this game wasn't bad. I it, I know the score is close, but that was like a last minute touchdown, and Giants try to get onside. Cam. It would have been a blowout if Dak wouldn't have made some bad choices with the football. I I say there is that. Yep. Okay, and again, like even if Dak does bad, like they still can squeak out a win, which is very now impressive. in the playoffs. I don't think that happens. I don't think that happens. We'll I don't see. think you're gonna. We'll I don't see. think a bad offensive performance. If like the Cowboys are going up against the Eagles, I don't yeah, think no, a bad. Then I yeah, yeah. Mm, I don't think Makes Dak's sense. gonna be able. To... I have choice words on the Eagles defense right uh, when we get to it. Yeah, yeah, when we when we get there, um, the final game for Thanksgiving football: New England Patriots going into the Minnesota Vikings home stadium. And losing twenty six to thirty three on a close game that a lot of people expected to be a lot lower scoring. Um, Mac Jones twenty eight for thirty nine, three hundred and eighty two yards with a nine point eight average, two touchdowns and three sacks. Kirk Cousins three uh, thirty for thirty seven for two hundred and ninety nine yards, three touchdowns, one interception and one sack. Also Kirk finally getting a win in prime time. And Justin Jefferson <laughs> actually getting on the passing board one for one for eleven yards. Um, 
The run game for both sides was kind of bad. Ramondre Stevenson had seven carries for 36 yards, and Dalvin Cook had 22 carries for 42 yards, which is a 1.9 average. Yikes. Um, New England's receiving was kind of off and on. Um, 80 yards for Devondre Parker. All over the place. Yeah. Four receptions and 80 yards for Devondre Parker. 76 yards and nine receptions for Ramondre Stevenson. 65 yards and six carries for Nelson Aguilar. I'm sure Matheson loves hearing that name. Um, and Hunter <laughs> Henry. It's better than Aguilar. <laughs> yeah. Hunter Henry had 63 yards of receiving on three carries, and Jacoby Myers had 62 yards on three receiving, three uh, receptions. Sorry. Um, so that is the entirety of the Patriots receiving core, except for Kendrick Bourne. Sorry. We had 36 yards. Um, so very equally spread out. Minnesota receiving was a lot more lopsided. Justin Jefferson, 139 yards and one touchdown. On nine receptions, a 15.4 average. The next nearest, Adam Thieline. 61 yards, nine receptions, and one dry-ass turkey. He had to spit out in the middle of the interview later that game. Um, <laughs> yeah, he spit that out. He said, this turkey's dry. And just spat it right in right, right in the floor, right in front of all the cameras. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, but this game... Right. Yeah, uh, this game was interesting because late in the game, the Patriots made a big drive through a long pass, and it was caught... Um, by Hunter Henry, and as he came down, the tip end of the ball hit the ground um, before he was really able to take two steps. Therefore, it was considered the ground was making the catch for him since he lost possession because the ground cannot cause you to catch something. You can't grab a football, have the nose down, and then just smack it on the ground and hold it there. That's not a catch. So by definition, the rules would state that Hunter Henry didn't make the catch, causing the Patriots to not be able to convert and eventually allowing the Vikings to pull away. A very big key moment where a lot of Patriots fans saying they got gypped by the refs. I'm going to say, uh, okay, you know, I mean, you're it's in the see, rules. <laughs> it's in the rules. And also, you're going to see how the rest of us feel, you know, when we're playing against the Patriots and you guys get a couple of these calls. So, I mean, well, it yeah. was playing against Brady. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, it was still a good game by both, and New England's obviously struggling. They're really trying to figure out how to really yeah. build this background. They have a good defense, but it still needs work. Even after letting Kirk, I suck, and primetime cousins drop thirty three on your head. But not only that, um, New England's offense is so one dimensional right now. I don't know what's going on, but you can't like they had a total of thirteen carries the entire game compared to Minnesota's twenty seventh. They now, usually run the ball more too, but I mean, I think it was the usually. Minnesota. I think this is the first time in a while that the New England O line, besides probably Trent Brown, has looked bad, and because of that, they can't run the ball as much, especially against the Minnesota Vikings with a very scary front four. Yeah, but mm-hmm. here's the thing: Minnesota, even though they're attempting 27 carries and they didn't do too much with it, they're still able. I mean, it's good they're doing that because then they could still spread the ball with the uh, pass plays. Because keeping the defense on their toes. So, I mean, New England, you can't just run the ball 13 times and just pass the entire entire time. That's It's not going to work. Yeah, they only... Because um, then the 39 defense 39 knows... Attempts. Yeah, I mean, the defense is going to know to just run fucking cover twos or, you know, they're not going to do man-to-man because they're not running the ball. Yeah. Yeah. I- I still like, think it's Joe too predictable. I, I well, I, I think they were forced into that position. I don't think Belichick is stupid enough to constantly pass the football, but he likes to run the football. Like he loved that game. Yeah. What was it last year where it was him and the Bills and like sub-zero weather where no one could oh, throw yeah. the ball, and he ran the Matt ball a bajillion point. times. 
he and walked in and said, we're going to play like Navy today, and then ran the ball a billion times. <laughs> I loved watching that game. But at the same time, that Vikings front four with, um, what is it, Devo- is it Devontae Smith or? Go ahead, go down, you might show Devontae, the... Devon- Devondre, no, Devontae Campbell's still a, Zadarius Smith, there it is. Zadarius Smith, um, and he, there's also a guy, Daniel Hunter, I believe, on the other side. Is that him? My point is yeah. you have to you have to attempt to run the ball because then the defense is going to just know what you're going to do. Like you're just way too one-dimensional. So oh, I don't yeah. know why I don't know why they didn't run as much as they usually do. This is this was because the, because honestly they couldn't block. I don't think they could stop the Vikings D-line. But uh, yes, I think a more rushing attempt would have been a bit better. Yeah, okay. It's not like Mac Jones was terrible this game. Like he actually had. Oh, no, he was. Like, if you look at his stats, it's good. Nearly four hundred yards of passing. Yeah. With two touchdowns, like yeah. And he was and averaging nine point eight yards a pass. And it was back and forth. If you look at the yeah. like kind of quarter. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, both defenses did give up a lot of points, but. I don't know. You can't. I don't. I don't think you can be this one-dimensional. Yeah, New England especially. needs some more help in their secondary because they have like Jabril Peppers, who's looked great at safety. They have Judon, who's been rushing the quarterback well, and some good linebackers to fill out the spots. But their corners are looking kind of rough right now after Stephon Diggs or uh, Stephon Gilmore has departed after a while. So I think they really need to get another really solid corner. Um, I bet you they were waiting for Sauce Gardner to drop to them in the draft and didn't get that, and then decided to go with Cole Strange, but. It is what it is. Um, just say this. This is just Justin Jefferson's year of breaking out. We had Jamar Chase oh, last yeah. year. Justin Jefferson is uh, breaking out right now. I think he's going to get uh, notices for Offensive Player of the Year. Probably. Yeah, I could see it. He's, Especially he's far. Uh, that crazy catch in uh, – yeah. what is that? With the Bills. Yeah, so, like the only person – the only person oh. I see that's faced against him is Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is the only other person. Yeah, Tyreek Hill's been yeah, leading Tyree. the offensive. He's been leading offensive uh, reception, receiving yards for a long time. I still think MVP's got to go right now for two early picks. Oh, MVP yeah. has has to go to um, Derrick Henry. Like he has more. Yeah. He has. I think he has more a better passing. He's more percentage. of an impact. He has a better passing percentage and a better mm-hmm. and more touchdowns. I think passing touchdowns than. Uh, the starting quarterback they had for half the season, Malik Willis. Yeah, I mean, it's because he's more of an impact on that team. Yeah, and without him, the Titans versus other suck. players. Without like, him, the you Titans know the would voters suck and... so bad. Without him, the Titans would be 0-16-1. and 1. They're so, so bad. I do, I do agree with you, but the voters are not. They're very against running backs game. They're probably just going to give it to Rodgers for playing through an abdominal injury. <laughs> <laughs> actually, so what, actually what, wait, wait, Tua, 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 because uh, every game that he started and finished, he won. You could give him comeback player of the year, but I think you have to yeah. Gino. Gino's got to get that. Gino as MVP. Or no. Saquon. No, G- no, 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 no. Gino has come back. Oh, Gino's say- comeback player oh, of the year. Yeah, yeah, I know. But Sa- Saquon could get comeback player of the year, too. I'm saying you it's even either do, um I mean, you could even do um, Patrick no. Mahomes or even... Honestly, yeah, MVP looks like Patrick Mahomes. But honestly, Gino Smith receiving some MVP votes is not a bad idea. The shit that he's done... Steve- yeah, but we'll see the last couple of games because it's going to be recency bias too. 
Probably they have been slipping a little bit because he he did slip up a couple times against the Raiders that we could talk about. Yeah. But like I, I I could see him getting comeback player of the year. He has been good. Like he he exceeded expectations that what we thought. Oh yeah. So like who hasn't exceeded expectations? Uh, Derek Carr. Oh boy. <laughs> I go oh, with Josh well, To be fair, they're Josh fucking. McDaniels. Yeah. Josh Alrighty. McDaniels. Uh... Right, next one was the Dolphin. Uh, was it? Oh, the Bucks. Yep. Buccaneers and Browns. Ah, Jesus, Tom. Uh, <laughs> Browns win. <laughs> Browns win in overtime. Fuck you, Cleveland. 23 to 17 at home against the Buccaneers. Tom Brady, 29 for 43, 246. 5.7 average, two touchdowns, taking three sacks. Jacoby Brissett in his probably last game um, as the starter for the Browns um, and maybe his last season with the Browns because he's kind of expensive for a backup. 23 for 37, 210 with a 5.7 average, one touchdown, one pick, four sacks. The uh, Buccaneers' run game wasn't great. Their leading rusher was Ricard White, who was the recent uh, – I believe he was the rookie they drafted out of North Dakota State, um, 14 for 64. Let me double-check. Arizona State. Yeah, Arizona yes, State. Rookie yeah. out of Arizona State. So he's looked pretty good, but, again, they only gave him 14 carries on 64 yards. Not terrible. 4.6 average isn't bad. Um, however, um, Nadamakan Sue is greatly missed in the Cleveland Brown or for the Tampa <laughs> Buccaneers because Nick Chubb said, move the fuck out the way. 26 carries, 116 yards. For a 4.5 average and one touchdown. He's looked amazing. Thus, um, kind of as of recently, had some off games, but this game he was on. Chris Godwin, leading receiver for Tampa Bay, 12 receptions, 110 yards, one touchdown. Ricard White also receiving well, looking like a really good pickup for the Buccaneers, nine receptions for 45 yards. Julio Jones got 40 yards. Mike Evans only had 31 yards, two attempts, and nine targets. Um, and that was it for Tampa Bay's receiving for Cleveland, Amari Cooper, 94 yards on seven receptions. Dave Njoku, 29 yards on five receptions and one TD on a very sick one-handed catch. Um, mm. And after that, everyone was below 29 yards total. So it was a run-the-ball game that Cleveland had used to their advantage to eventually pull out the win against the GOAT, Tom Brady, at home in overtime. I mean, Cleveland's always running the ball. They're pounding it. I mean, you got Nick mm-hmm. Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Like, well, actually, who's who the fuck is Anthony Schwartz? One yard, one carry for a 30, 31 yards, which was a touchdown. Uh, oh, wasn't this guy the? Was oh, he's he a wide receiver. Guy? Was he's this a receiver? But was this the guy that like uh, faked his way in the NFL? "Quote unquote." No, Wait, what? There was a what guy. No, no, no. There was a. Or is it this? Is it Isaiah Weston? Well, that guy's north northern Iowa. What are you on about? Look up, look, look up something. Look up like Browns player that faked his way in the NFL. He basically signed himself up for a camp. Like again, he didn't fake his way. That's just what people use. But okay. he faked his acceptance into a camp, like a training camp with the Browns. Got in, and then they asked who he was, and he just basically said, "Oh, I'm just here to like." Amen. She Giuseppe. Okay, someone completely different then. Yeah, someone different, I think. But yeah, that wasn't him. So this, yeah, well, this article is uh, 2019, so. I mean, it's kind of recent. Still on but, the so. Browns? Can you start? David. I don't see him. Yeah, that was... 
I, I didn't know what you were talking about. I never heard of that one. <laughs> oh, I think he... No, he doesn't play in the NFL anymore. Oh. Okay. He did have, like, a touchdown but... reception or anything. But, yeah, anyway, um, yeah, Cleveland running the ball very well, taking advantage of a weak interior um, Tampa Bay line. Honestly, this, I think it's where the Tampa Bay's age catches up to them. They had, like, Jason Pierre-Paul and the Dominican Sioux, um, a lot of really older guys on the D-line that eventually stopped, you know, stopped working well. And I think this also shows, because, again, I, I talk about it every week, Vita Vea is an insane guy to watch. And you would think he would be able to stop a run game like the Browns. Um, that's where Wyatt Teller comes in. And if you watch Wyatt Teller, you'll know that well, the one man that could probably put Vita Vea on his ass is Wyatt Teller. Um, <laughs> Look at his college playing when he played for Virginia Tech. Golly, dude. Go ahead, Mamba, before I go. On no, no, nothing. Um, that's a mean name. Um, for me. Okay. Todd Bowles, you have Tom Brady in the, like, a minute, or how many How many minutes was left? It was, like, maybe just under a minute. You had three timeouts. Why the fuck were you not using those three oh, timeouts to try to I actually get a that. field goal to win the game instead of going to overtime? That's why you got fired from Jets. That's why you shouldn't be a fucking head coach. You should just stay as defensive coordinator. The fuck, Todd Bowles? Like, I, that's that's a rant on me. Like, that's... Who was mm. their uh, coach last year? I forget. Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians. What happened to him? Where is he? Uh, He's Brady now, like, there. Like, in the office for Tampa Bay. Uh, Arians and Brady did not click together, apparently. So They won a Super Bowl together. They didn't click? What? But no, 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 no. As in... Like behind the scenes, because Arians actually stood up to Brady, and Todd Bowles is a yes man. Oh, okay. Mm. Uh, Arians but doesn't. You, take shit. You're, you're telling me then when Brady was in New England that Belichick, because he had Kraft. Kraft was. Oh, you just cut out for a minute, Mamba. Oh yeah, your oh, no. Mamba's mic died. Oh no. Oh no. But what I'm going to say is... What's up? Hello? There we go. There we go. Brady had Kraft sucking his ass, so... Whoa. That's all I have to say. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, he he kisses his kids with that mouth. (laughs) Speaking of... Speaking of kissing (laughs) kids with that mouth... Oh. Uh, Yeah. 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 You should have said earlier. Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Watch this, watch this. Yeah. Make sure this is actually heard for the uh, for the video. So yeah, Mama I mean, go, hey, it, there was no audio. <laughs> if there's no audio, I'll just put it in post. But yeah, yeah. funny as shit. Really yeah, <laughs> That's again, that was funny. for those that don't have the visual meeting with us. That was Ted Karras walking off the field, Bengals center, um, after a win against Tennessee. Uh, came down to the wire, um, very pumped, very hyped up at this new kind of inter AFC rivalry kind of brewing between the Bengals and Titans after getting a quick win against them, um, hyped up, screaming at the crowd, getting handshakes with, you know, bumping his helmet into fans' hands on his way out of the tunnel. Um, But yes, Bengals go into Tennessee once again, a repeat from the divisional round last year, and get the win by 4, 20-16. 
Joe Burrow, 22 for 37, 270. 7.3 yard average, one touchdown and one sack, opposed to the nine the last time these two met. So a definite improvement. Ryan Tannehill, 23 for 34 for 291 yards, 8.6 yards of average passing, no touchdowns, no interceptions, one sack. Running, um, Joe Mixon was out for this game with concussion protocol. Samanjay Pirine, his fellow teammate from Oklahoma, decided to step up. 17 carries, 58 yards. Not a phenomenal game from him. It's but pretty he's, decent. Oh, pretty de- for backup running back, pretty decent. Also, he's yeah, a, a really good, um, a really good uh, receiving back as well. He had one touchdown rushing, um, and he, uh, again, like I think last week, he had three touchdowns in total. Um, yeah. And this week now he had one running and then receiving. Piran had 35 yards and four receptions. So a very well-balanced back, really great backup, a really good guy in the two-back rotation that has done well for us. Um, for the Titans, Derrick Henry was held to 38 yards with a 2.2 average on 17 carries. Um, this was mainly due to the highest-graded defensive tackle in PFF returning, DJ Reader, back from his injury, now with the Bengals once again really helping them secure this win again if you stop derrick henry from running the ball there's not much you can do speaking of derrick henry and otherwise another reason why he should be mvp he was the lead receiver for tennessee three receptions for 79 yards nearest one was Traylon burks four receptions for four yards um yeah uh let's see here yeah, for the bengals t higgins oh. was their leading receiver 114 yards one touchdown seven receptions nearest was the former falcon hayden hurst the tight end for or sorry, six receptions, 57 yards in total. Yeah, so I don't know why Tennessee did not run the ball more. 17 carries for Derrick Henry only? Come on. I mean, it Come wasn't on. working. I, I was watching the game, and it was not working for him. They uh, were running the I ball watched... constantly. Bengals were packed in the box. Jermaine Pratt, Logan Wilson, and DJ Reader, as, long as, B, well, as well as BJ Hill, Trey Hendrickson, and Sam Hubbard, were hunting Derrick Henry. They were going at the pulling guards. They were going at the tackles, hitting the fullbacks, and they were really limiting Derrick Henry. They were blitzing Mike Hilton a lot from the edge. Mike Hilton is a crazed maniac that does not care for his own well-being and will fly head-on <laughs> into Derrick Henry. Um Mike Hilton, okay, yeah, again, I mean, seven I total tackles, quarter, so. six solos. Mike Hilton, just so you guys can put this in perspective, is 5'9", 184. There are multiple times where he solo Jesus tackled Derrick Henry by just turning himself Jesus. into a fucking J-Dam missile and throwing himself <laughs> directly into Derrick Henry's knees. That's the only way that he could tackle Derrick Henry, and he did it. Like, that guy has the heart know, of a lion. I didn't know Ohio had a uh, missile program. Uh, apparently, and it's, it's leader is, it's leader is Mike Hilton. If if we could teach Jesse Bates to do that, that'd be great too, because that guy can't tackle for shit. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, I, as a Bengals fan, like the win came down. I think we should have won by more. Um, but obviously, J- Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon, our lead receiver and lead running back, were both out. So I'm glad we got the win. And also, I mean, he um, should be back next week. Joe Mixon. Yes. Um, Joe Mixon is on the trend to be back. Jamar Chase is most likely going to be back. Um, oh, he's going to be back. Yes, I thought it was one more week. Okay. No, I wait. Think did he tear up his ACL? No, Jamar no, Chase? no, he wasn't. No, there. what was it? No, no. it was what a was hip it? injury. It was a hip. Oblique oh, it was injury. hip. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think the one big thing that I really liked in this game, especially in the past few games, even against the Steelers last week, um, is Lyle Collins's improvement at the beginning of the season. I I said it every week he was getting put on his ass constantly. Um, and then I think the Bengals had a, a a moment in the bye week to kind of figure out what they were good at. Lyle Collins is a very good 
run blocker, but his pass block is not that great. Um, so I think they worked on a couple things with him and really improved some of his pass blocking stances and movements, and he's not falling down as much, and he limited... He, TJ Watt was going at him the entirety of last week, really stopped him well. Yeah. And there were a couple plays in this game where I saw Lyle Collins pull, and I was like, oh, this is what we needed. This guy yeah, is pulling that- around a corner like a damn <laughs> freight train, a locomotive with a 1,000 pounds of hogs in the back that is driving downhill on neutral. Like, it is Yeah, I mean, not going to lie, even at, at the beginning of the season, I was, I was a little worried for the Bengals. They did not look that good, but... They're starting to click, so this is very good. Yeah. I still attribute since... it. I still attribute it to starting late in training camp. We started the latest of any team. I'm like, you got it with so many new pieces. Fair. You got to start doing some things. I mean, okay, and, fair. Yeah, just thinking with the offensive line, what's going to be better, like on paper, and then they're starting to show that on paper, yeah, that starting line is actually good. Like one sack for four yards, and it's probably like a first down sack too. I don't know yeah. what down that was. And, like, this is a big win for the Bengals since Baltimore lost. They're going for the division lead. and yeah. They're now and, tied, like, but the re- are below yeah, the because reason- they lost in the only head-to-head matchup so far. Yeah. And what's funny, too, people complaining about the penalty against the Titans against the long snap uh, for the field goal attempt. Yeah. People complain about, why is that a penalty? Hold on. Imagine two people hitting your head, especially big guys, yeah. hitting your head down, that you like, can't even look up. You can't like, do that, that. There's a yeah, reason no. why that's actually a penalty. Yeah. Like, that's, for, a, that's a penalty I don't mind because imagine it's trying been to put a penalty your for, like, for a oh, while. Yeah, forever. Actually. No, the Bengals, forever? the Bengals no, were. No, no, no. It's, it's recent. Uh, kind I of thought, you sure? it's been. I think it's been since the 90s. It's, it's a long. It's the long. Because what it is is that you can't have two people go head to head into the long snapper I because think don't they one teach in training them. camp not to do that because it's dangerous well, the long have. snapper's head yeah. is down because he has to down. look down and snap the ball with both hands really quick and then he can't really get his head up so his head's just down imagine hit him on the top of the people, head that's compressing your spine or, or whatever or you know or when you try and get your head up think of that whiplash of someone hitting you in the head when you're going up and that can yeah. fuck up most long like, most long snappers aren't even putting their heads up they just sit down just put their arms like this they're just you know praying to whatever god true. they believe in that they don't fall over um, but people complain they must, about, they must got some big necks yeah but people yeah. complain about oh that's a saw nfl's gay soft fuck no that's actually no, fucking bro. injuries that can happen you fucking Dude, nfl's not soft you kidding me uh, Sorry, okay that, nfl I, I, is I, I, soft after what they did about moving the game from buffalo Okay, that's soft. Fair. That is soft. I'm talking about that's soft. soft. I'm not talking about we weather. Talking about, we already talked about that. Yeah, I, I no, still think I, like moving the kick up was a little bit of a soft change. Obviously, people were getting hurt in kickoffs, but at the same time, like we're never going to see any Devin Hester's again. Any NFL level or even a little bit into the pretty good in the NFL level kickers are going to be able to kick a ball from where they're kicking it now in like what the 45 all the way to the back of the end zone. I swear, I, you know I don't what? think I've seen. I don't think I've seen Evan McPherson this season kick one shorter than like the ten. Like he's kicked yeah, ten and longer yeah. the entire. And like, there's just. Ugh. I mean, it's been this year is Cordell Patterson returning one, and then there was someone else. Remember uh, Devin? Remember Devin Hester's return this year? 
Oh, like yeah. 2006, of course, Devin Hester was the man. That was the greatest kinda... special teams performance in a single season in the history of the NFL. We're never going to see that We again. didn't even need a good defense. We just had <laughs> Devin Hester running yeah. the fuck out I kind of think I kind of think that was also people <laughs> kicking to Devin Hester. Now people are like, holy shit, we actually had to kick away from good people. Yeah. That's kind of my thought process. Bill Belichick did that. He's like, yeah, we're not fucking kicking to, our, to their best returner. But no, this is a big one thing. One thing the NFL needs to soften up though is not using turf and switching the grass. All the all the field. MetLife, MetLife Stadium. What the fuck? Aren't they gonna switch the grass? They're they're planning to. It's not official. They're I. Oh man, I don't they know. If, should, I don't dude. know if you know, I don't know if any. Well, hold on, I don't know if any type of natural material can survive in New Jersey. Have you seen any trees in eastern New Jersey? I mean, come on. Oh, you can maintain that. The smog. That's smog is Los Angeles, motherfucker. No, I don't know, man. If you put a Geiger, if you put a Geiger counter in the center of like Newark or Hoboken, that shit's gonna be clicking like my knees in the morning. Are you kidding me? The Hudson River. Wait, wait, wait. Are you talking about radiation Geiger counters? Oh yeah, of course. You know, bro, like, Masson, if you don't think it's bad, go take a drink out of the Hudson right now. You won't, how because far you'll is, die. How far oh, that's, so, because wait, of, wait, that's because of fucking New Yorkers. Oh, it, no, 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 no. New York is the civilized <laughs> side of the river. New York is the civilized side of the river. The other side is where all the filth and uh, cesspool uh, is, uh, you know? My mom will have to disagree. My mom and my grandmother would disagree. Hey, what's wrong with Jersey? The turnpike What's wrong with Jersey. I was driving on that turnpike to get to Connecticut, and I swear to God, people are zipping in and out of the thing like they're Mario Andretti in the fucking Cars 3. Bro, that's like, how I don't it is get in it. Chicago. One time when my mom was driving when I was younger, she's like, all right, fuck it. She's tired of traffic. She's like, I'm going fucking Jersey. And she just sits through. I'm like, holy fuck! But we, made it. I had to, I had the oh shit bar. I had the oh shit bar almost tear it off. Oh shit bar! Oh Dude, man, you need to just like knock yourself out with something. No, because just, we went to uh, we speaking went, we of the oh, speaking of the oh shit bar, Houston played again. Oh, Houston. <laughs> Houston now one nine and one on the season, lost to Miami in Miami thirty to fifteen with uh, Miami head coaches making jokes during the middle of the game to Tua as they are beating the ever living dog shit out of the Texans day in and day out. Kyle Allen the passer today for the Texans twenty six for thirty nine for two fifteen one touchdown two interceptions and five sacks Tua Tonga Vailoa. Who the fuck is Kyle Allen? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He was drafted, he was drafted by Carolina some years ago, like uh, about two or three years ago. Tua Tonga Vailoa twenty two for thirty six two ninety nine eight point three one touchdown and four sacks. Um, the leading rusher for the Houston, for Houston was Dare. Ogun Bowale. 14 yards. Oh, he's apparently from Wisconsin. 14 yards and four carries. Um, Abysmal. The lead rusher for Miami wasn't much better. 13 carries for 39 yards, Jeff Wilson Jr. Um, So not a big rushing game, but the passing game was well spread out for the Dolphins. 85 yards for Waddle, 85 yards for Tyreek, 55 for River uh, Carcraft, and 33 for Trent Sherfield for the Houston Texans. 
61 for Jordan Atkins, 59 for Brandon, I don't want to be here, Cooks, and 44 for Nico Collins. <laughs> um, this was Miami toying with its food <laughs> in the simplest I sense. I mean, they threw the in freaking Skyler. Like, like yeah. Texans are so yeah. fucking bad. Oh my They're gosh. legitimately a XFL team. They should be relegated to the XFL. <laughs> I, so I, I, I honestly think, I don't know who the Houston Texans are going to take in the draft, but I feel bad for whoever it is because they're probably going to get the first pick. Um, oh yeah, they will, and it's going to be a quarterback, hundred percent. Is that Bryce what? Young? Says this Bryce Young, Houston yes. Texan. It's either Bryce Probably. Young, Stroud, Hendon Hooker. Oh, no, Hendon Hooker. Sorry, but they like, still might take Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker looked great. I don't know. They could see something. It's also the, yeah, it's also it's the Texans. Injury. I don't know. I um, mean, yeah. then uh, uh, the 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 USC quarterback's not ready yet, is he? He's not fuck, eligible fuck, yet. Uh, Williams. He's, he's probably about to win the Heisman without the amount of injuries. Like, Corum got hurt. He played a great game, his final game of the season against Notre Dame. He's probably going to, you know, Williams is probably going to get the Heisman now. I still I think, even as a Michigan fan, which, by the way, you know, fuck you, OSU. You walked into your crib and put up 22, or put up 22 more points than you. Uh, won the game in your zone, so thank God for that. But Marvin Harrison Jr., I think, should win the um, Heisman. I know this is not a college football podcast yeah. but at the same time marvin harrison jr is insane one drop in in his final game of the season over a thousand yards receiving and nearly leading the fbs in re- touchdowns insane but back Dude. to begrudgingly the nfl houston texans um dog shit uh anyway <laughs> uh, it's okay if i say something about texans. they need to fire everyone from the Texans. Well, like okay they're gonna everyone. lose the team they're gonna lose well, the team okay. Well, okay, this is what happens when you have Bill O'Brien become a GM at the same time. And then all of a sudden, let's get a, uh, let's get a Patriots uh, Easterby. Finally fired him earlier in the season. I know Lovey Smith is basically going to be a placeholder. They wanted Colt McCoy, I think it was, as a coach. Yeah, I was like, why the fuck? Why? Just, just because Texas. I think we talked about this, actually. The most yeah, amazing thing Texas. Colt McCoy has ever done is take Texas to a national championship and then get hurt in the first quarter and allow Alabama to start its reign of terror that finally is going to end this... I, I pray to God Alabama's reign of terror on the college football scene ends because they still have a I mean, fraction of a chance. They're no, but they have gonna... a fraction in the... <laughs> they, have, they have an opportunity to make it to the college football playoff. Michigan, no, 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 no. Listen, listen. Michigan's a lock. Michigan, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Michigan, Michigan's a lock. Even if they lose to Purdue, which I pray to God will not happen. I thought Purdue's not playing in the Big Ten championship. No, they are. What do you mean? How do you? What do you mean not playing? Hold on. Wait, who told you that? They won the Big Ten West. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're talking to a Purdue grad here. What you talking about? Whoa, I might be. I okay. I might have been thinking that someone else was in the West. Sorry, I was thinking someone else is in the West. I know C.J. Stroud, Michigan. All right, C.J. Stroud is planning to not play in any games that are not college football playoff games. I know that, but that's the Ohio State quarterback, not the team of Purdue. But Purdue is playing Michigan the Big Ten championship. Michigan is favored to win that. Michigan wins that. They're undefeated. They're getting in. LSU and Georgia. That's a bit closer, but I think Georgia's also insanely good. They're probably going to be LSU. They're going to get in. Even if they lose, they're also in. They have one loss on the season, and they're like SEC runner-ups. You know, they're in. Both Michigan and Georgia, I think, are locks regardless of what happens. TCU is a big 12 team, right? 
So their resume of who they've beaten is not that great. Texas, rough season. Um, the Big tw- uh, Big 12 championships against Kansas State. Aaron Martinez is good, but also injured. Might not play. And God, I hit how the college football system streaky. is. They're also very streaky. Yeah. So if TCU loses, they are not a winner of a Power 5 conference. And to top it all off, Power 5 conferences have kind of died out. If you're not from the SEC or the Big Ten, it's kind of rough for you to get in because USC and UCLA are coming to the Big Ten. Texas and Oklahoma are going to the SEC. I bet you Clemson's going to go into the SEC because the ACC is dog shit. Florida State might come with them too just so that you have that Florida-Florida State rivalry. Blame blame Swalford for the fucking TV deal on the ACC. But anyway, so if TCU wins, they're in. They're an undefeated team. They'll be one of three possible undefeated teams left in the season. So that last spot right now, it looks like it's going to be USC. They're in the Pac-12 championship. They're going to go and play, Um, is it Washington, I think? or I'm checking. I'm checking. I'm checking I forget. I'm checking. Who are they playing? Because we're gonna do some football coverage for Colin. <laughs> Duh. They're playing some I'm I haven't really Utah. Utah. That's right, Utah. So they're gonna and go they play. They barely Utah. lost to Utah. They barely lost to Utah. Right. So they're two. getting revenge against Utah, hopefully here, which they're gonna be very motivated. So if they go out and win, they're in. However, in the situation, if TCU loses, they're out. They are not the after what Cincinnati did last season, which was lay a fucking egg in the playoff, they're not gonna take a non- big school like that and have a strong conference the tcu's out if they lose if tcu loses in the big 12 championship they're out so that leaves a spot open if s if um usc uh, USC, thank you if usc loses they're probably also going to be knocked down or out right so even if they win if tcu loses and usc wins that leaves the fourth spot open and the two teams that are right outside the playoff right now barring that that lsu doesn't somehow win um, the two teams outside of it right now are a one-loss Ohio State and a one-loss Alabama, or two-loss Alabama. So Ohio State's one loss was at home against Michigan in fair weather where they lost by nearly double their score. They scored 23 points yeah. and got beat by 22. Alabama's two losses were against Tennessee on a game-winning field goal and a one-point loss against LSU in overtime on a two-point conversion. They're, the The college football playoff has a... a semi-logical reason to put Alabama over Ohio State because Alabama has less points in multiple losses and they're in a much stronger conference. Because besides um, Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State, the Big Ten this year has been bad. Washington's off the face of the earth. Or, no, no, sorry. um, Wisconsin's off the face of the earth. You know, Purdue sucks. Indiana sucks. (laughs) Illinois's been rough. Nebraska sucks. Michigan State is got, uh, not bowl eligible this year. Um, you got you got Purdue winning the Big Ten West. Of course, it's not a good year for the Big Ten. <laughs> so, uh, so, so there is so, what this, the the, what this whole rant. What this whole rant means is that there is a opportunity and a probability that Alabama makes it into the college football playoff. Because I would love nothing more than to see those two disgusting teams, Alabama and Ohio State, not be in the college football playoff because their fans would lose their minds. Hold on. The reason why Alabama's going to get in because ESPN will pay for it. Yep. This is why I don't watch Jesus that much college Christ. football. Oh, that's why I don't yeah. watch that much college football that much. Because yeah, the format. Also, but, but also, you're from Virginia, and all the teams from Virginia suck. Oh. 
Okay. Yeah, no, what, no. Right, it moving was, on no, to the no, what, conference, yeah, what conference are they in? What conference are, are Minnesota? Are, uh, Virginia Tech. ACC. Virginia, yes. Yeah, Virginia no. Tech and Virginia. Well, no, fuck Virginia. I, I hate UVA. And no, even West Virginia. Because those are all no, ACC West teams, right? Or the no, Big 12, Big, yeah. West Virginia. Yeah, West Virginia and those are barely no. Power 5 conferences now. The ACC's only good yeah. team every year is Clemson and sometimes Florida State. And the Big 12 looks like it's going to it be TCU. It was Virginia Tech like, from like 2002 till 2011. Right. But now it just looks like um, Clemson. the Big 12 is just going to be run by TCU annually. Yeah. But no, it's why I don't watch that much college football because I hate when it's like, oh, this team looks good, so we rank them higher. That's why I like NFL of here's the actual standings of wins, losses. Yeah. Plus also right. I've never watched college football until now because <laughs> I, I, I'm i the first college student in my family. Everybody else enlisted in the military. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, moving on. Bears Jets. Bears Jets. The coin flip was finally wrong as the Jets take the win at home, 31-10 to 10 against the Bears. <laughs> the Bears had a big issue. Um, Justin Fields had separated his shoulder and is out. Then Nathan Peterman was warming up and decided to strain his abdominal muscles. No, 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 so, no, 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 no. Er, Simeon was the one that strained. Simeon they was thought Nathan be. Peterman was coming in. Oh, but yeah, other way. Simeon got some fucking pay carries. He went, Timmy, 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 Timmy. <laughs> So Trevor Seaman stayed in. Um, I guess his name is Seaman because that man got absolutely <laughs> nutted on this whole game. Got destroyed. Oh my! Fourteen God. for twenty. This is not a classy podcast. If you haven't figured that out already, Timber, Trevor. Fourteen for twenty-five. One hundred seventy-nine yards. One touchdown. One pick. Two sacks. Mike White, 22 for 28, 315, 11.3 yard average. Three touchdowns and one sack. Wow. Um, the rushing game for the Bears looked actually pretty good. David Montgomery, 79 yards and 14 carries, and uh, Darrington Evans, 9 carries for 34 yards. For the Jets, it was pretty good as well. Zovian Knight for 69 yards and 14 carries, and Ty Johnson, 62 Ooh. yards on 5 carries. So doing pretty well in both of the rushing yards there. I'll tell you, besides David Montgomery, I've not heard of either of these teams' running backs, so that's interesting. Um, look who finally is leading the Chicago Bears Passing attack with 51 yards. Chase Claypool, five targets, two receptions, 51 yards, no touchdowns. He sucks. David Montgomery was hey, Look at receiver. that average, though. Come on, 25? Give playing, it to him. Yeah. That's, be, that's because Sauce Gardner was probably not guarding him. David Montgomery, three receptions for 34 yards, was the next highest receiver for New York. Garrett Wilson, five receptions, 95 yards, and Elijah Moore, 64 yards on two receptions, two touchdowns, and one touchdowns for each of them, respectively. New York handled business on the back of one and only Magic Mike White. Mike motherfucking White. Dude, this yeah. looks so fucking bad for Zach Wilson. Mm, Hurt his career. Especially, especially the shit he said last week. Yeah. Yeah. Did he you, seems and then, like a... You saw people coming after him and talking about how he has no like accountability and leadership and responsibility because apparently he grew up spoon fed his whole life. Like that extracurricular, if yeah, you will. I mean, stuff he's slung top Billups, of that. Of course, he's getting spoon fed. <laughs> he probably got benched and right? boned Sala's wife or something. Dude, this man is. This man's. Oh Zach God. Wilson needs to calm down. Zach Wilson needs to come but, down. Yeah, he's just a like locker room cancer. He needs to figure his shit out. 
But the only, uh, the only person to break the coin cur- coin prediction was Mike Motherfucking White. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah, but uh, Mike White, dude. Even last year, like he had a couple of like, uh, I wouldn't say flashy, but like outstanding games where he just looked like a fucking stud. Like Jesus Christ, I think Jets might have something good in Mike White, and I mean they gotta run, they gotta go with hot hand right now, so. Honestly, yeah. like this season, I don't know if they'll be able to. They're seven and four, so they they could make some moves. But at the same time, I think now, next season you get um, uh, Bell back, or is it, not not Bell. What's no, the running back's name? Uh, um, crap. Bryce Hall. Bryce Hall. Bryce Hall, Hall, not yeah. Bell. Hall. You get Hall back. That Hall White combo. Whoo! Get, yeah. get a good receiver. Draft a good receiver as well out of the draft. You and know, you, I mean, Garrett Wilson's doing good. He is, but get get another option out there. You know, you already got yeah. CJ Uzama who's still young, yeah. proving to be he's doing pretty well. Yeah, get some more defense. Good. Quentin Williams. I think you upgrade crazy. More. And, and they have James Robinson. I don't know why they haven't really used. And Sauce Gardner has already proved he's one of the better cornerbacks in the league thus far. Like he's mm. doing insane this season. Like he's gonna he's a lot for defensive player of the year or rookie of the year. Oh, different year, yeah. Honestly, I defensive player of the year? Both. Has anyone else stood yeah. out? Watt has been injured. Garrett's not looked yeah. great. Um Micah Parsons, maybe. I Micah Parsons, I, don't I can know. see. <laughs> I really No, don't Micah know. Parsons yeah. does show like the only like you have but. to game plan against Micah Parsons. And it's kind of hard to like. You have to really try against Mike. Darius just Smith real for quick, the Vikings might get it. I don't. Mm. Just real quick before everyone jumps on Mike White's cock and rides his dick. Uh, <laughs> the Bears' defense is very banged up. You you lost Eddie Jackson, and it's just mm. it's just looking. I'm gonna be honest with defense. you. I'm gonna be honest with you. Even if Mike White, or even if the Bears' defense had a good defense, which they don't. Or even the Bears' defense was healthy. You think Mike White would still torch a good defense? Mike White would still torch a Bears' defense? Hell yeah. Because of all you traded to. Yeah. Who do you have on defense? No, currently we have no one. No, no. Exactly. It's a bunch of nobodies. Mike White will dodge you up. I'm surprised surprised Mike White didn't throw for 5,000 yards. But what I'm like, saying is, Mike White it was but, uh, he was facing off a very beat up defense. So, but still remember we'll next week last year against the Bengals, he put up 400 plus yards. Mike White is <laughs> seems like he's doing pretty good for himself. All right. Yeah. Also, the coin still says Jets go to the AFC Championship game. They lose. I, guess, it, but they I bet you it. the coin was synced with Zach Wilson and not with maybe. Um, well, no, but Flacco Ooh. also played. Flacco also played. Yeah. Though. Oh fuck I, I yeah. So remember the Raiders did because remember this the Raiders had the coin almost perfect except for two games where one one that they should have lost they won well, and one where they should have won they lost and still made it the coin was predicted that we're in the, the coin was probably predicting that Justin Fields would be playing so yeah mm, yeah and Khalil Herbert trade Zach Wilson get rid of the milf monster <laughs> alrighty anyway next up we have. <laughs> Atlanta and the Washington Commanders. Um, Washington at home for this 19 to 13 victory against the Falcons coming down to the wire on, I believe it was a pick that ended the game. Was that correct? Or yes, it was yes. a pick interception. At the end of the yeah. game, Marcus Mariota throwing in that zone. one interception in the end zone. That sealed tipped. the game. Oh. Yep. 15 for 25, 174 yards, one touchdown, one sack. 
Um, Ty- Taylor Hennessy, 14 for 23, 138 yards, uh, two touchdowns, and one interception, taking no sacks. The leading rushers for Atlanta were Cordell Patterson with 52 yards and Tyler Aguilera with 54 yards. Um, yeah. For Washington, Brian Robinson Jr. torched him 105 yards and 18 carries. Again, picking up Brandon Sheriff for Washington was a great pickup, really helping them run the ball to a higher efficiency. The leading receiver for Atlanta was Olamande Zacchaeus with 91 yards and five receptions. Who? Who? Drake London, 29 yards on two receptions, and Cordell Patterson, 19 yards on three receptions. For Washington, Terry, scary Terry McLaurin was the leader with only 48 yards of receiving. Next was John Bates with 24, and Tony Gibson with 22, and Brian Robinson Jr. with 20. Um, a very dominant run game for the Washington Commanders and a close game that ended up with them winning and still maintaining a above 500 record by advancing to 7-5, and five, still at the bottom of their division, as you can see here. Which is... Actually, there was a graphic I saw the other day where the NFC um, or in the NFC, the wild cards are literally Dallas, New York, Washington, all yeah, in the yeah. NFC East. It's insane. insane. <laughs> if Atlanta would have won, they would have been tied with Washington for the last wild card spot. Yeah. And now yeah. they, and, and just, they yeah. have the exact polarity of, I think, the worst and best division in football this season is the NFC South and East. Philadelphia 10 to 1, Dallas 8 and 3, New York 7 to 4, Washington 7 and 5. Compared to the NFC South, which is Tampa Bay leading the division with a five and six record, next to Atlanta five and seven, Carolina four and eight, and New Orleans four and eight. Yeah, wow. yeah. I mean, it's kind of insane that the Commanders are actually good this year. Like, this was uh, a Ron just, Rivera. It boggles game. my mind. This was a typical Ron Rivera game: run and defense. Yeah. yeah. If it wasn't for fucking Dan Snyder, Washington would be tolerable in my standards. Did you see the fucking Sean Taylor? Did you see the Sean Taylor statue? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my! Why Sean Taylor, I got Sean Taylor, the famous off. safety for the Washington, formerly Redskins, now Commanders. Um, actually played for them for a long time was a really successful player had multiple pro bowls first team all selections uh died as a case of i believe gun violence um and passed away while he was still with the team um and they decided to last year um retire his number and they put a little spot on the field it was just a little circle with his number in it and a chain around it and then you know as we all probably saw jackson mahomes Patrick Mahomes' stupid brother decided to do a TikTok dance on that circle in the middle of a game, which was terrible. Then Washington goes out and has this next thing for Sean Taylor, which is they just grab a generic Sean Taylor jersey, pants, shoes, socks, and a helmet. Not even with Sean Taylor's really distinct like face mask tape on it. And string it up inside of a metal skeleton, which is literally just... Doesn't even look like a skeleton, it's just wires that are holding this all in in a glass box. It's the most. It was a Nike. Yeah. A Nike jersey with Reebok's uh, pants. Yeah. <laughs> it was the That's most disrespectful. Like, Philadelphia has a bronze statue of Nick Foles calling for the Philly special in the Super Bowl outside of their stadium. And Sean Taylor, who was probably one of the best, if not the one of the, if not the best of- Washington players of all time gets a hodgepodge jersey strung up by like fishing wire 
This is the most pitiful, disgusting, retrograde, just a hemorrhoid on the side of the NFL any organization could be. This is worse than the Browns. That's coming from a Bengals fan. Yeah, I mean, he's trying to fucking sell the team, so. He's yeah. like, he, he doesn't give a shit, so. I want someone to buy Dan that team Schneider. that has the same. Because when, like, if we're going to basketball here for, I know, crossover episode, we're going everywhere. When, uh, oh, what was his name? When Donald, or, nah. Sterling? You're talking about Donald Sterling, Sterling, Sterling for Nick Nix? No, 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 no. Um, uh, Clippers, former Clippers Sterling's owner. The... Former Clippers owner. Oh, uh, I don't know his name, but he's a racist. Yeah. Didn't he get yeah, kicked out because NBA? He got kicked out, yeah. Adam Sterling banned him for life. I don't remember his name. His name's not even worth being remembered. He was an asshole. Um, but he had to sell the team, eventually sold it to Steve Ballmer. Um, who was one of the guys that helped start Microsoft. And I remember Steve Ballmer, I'm a Clippers fan, Steve Ballmer bought the team and had this press conference where he was like so red in the face from screaming, like clapping his hands, <laughs> screaming, throwing shit. Like, I'm like, this is the owner you want. This guy who's invested in the team is out there. Like the Mark Cuban guy that shows up to every game is ready to go clapping for the team. will defend them for everything. Um, you want that kind of owner. So I hope an owner like that gets the commanders, is super excited about them, and realizes this is ass, goes out of Washington, goes it's... to Arlington, makes a new team, new stadium, new colors, new branding, removes the old history. Yeah. NFL teams are expensive, so it's going to be a group of owners. It's not going to be one person. I think it's going to be Steve, one person. Steve Ballmer bought the Clippers for over $2 billion. Yeah, but Washington NBA teams is around are there, cheaper around than an NFL. Imagine, team. imagine if Elon Musk buys Washington <laughs> Commanders. Bro, I mean, it'd be more right. useful than fucking Twitter. Yeah, Twitter, Twitter stock. it's not even Twitter was all, de- Twitter, Twitter was always shit. It's just people. Tw- Twitter's are delisted line. from the stock market. It's not a. It's a private uh, company now. Whatever. It's not public. Whatever. <laughs> whatever twitter was I, always I, shit I, it just people that's why i like right elon now. musk i like elon musk because he bought twitter and he's killing twitter so thank you mr musk for <laughs> killing twitter because it is no, no, no. a store on the face of humanity it's, it's a hive mind saying killing twitter but it hasn't it's not dead that's all i, I mean it's you spent a, a lot of money to kill twitter like golly it's got a lot to but spend. no this 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 makes me feel bad for ron rivera even though they're actually having a winning record just ron rivera is actually a decent coach. Oh, like, this he's not game. A bad coach. <laughs> Bronco country, let's ride. Let's Bronco die. Country, let's ride. Oh god, Mamba just Bronco died. Country, he saw that. <laughs> My audio keeps on cutting out. I don't know why. I I don't no, cut out on that I don't want to watch Russell Wilson play another NFL football game cuz it's so but bad. But but it's the like Darnold watching is back. The Darnold is back. Three <laughs> team. That's because the, fucking the Panthers are debatably the second worst worst team in the NFL. Sam Darnold's back through not even twenty passes, scored a rushing touchdown by fumbling the fucking football forward and rolling into it like a damn pumpkin roll on your stomach on Thanksgiving into the end zone for a, a touchdown. Play, yes, scoring one of two touchdowns that Carolina had. Denver scored 10 points on no, 19 wait. for no, 35 by Russell Wilson. 142 yards, one touchdown, and three sacks. The leading rusher for Denver was Latavius Murray with 92 yards. The leading receiver was Corlin Sutton with 75 yards. And uh, uh, Jerry Judy was even out for this. 
on the on the side of the ball for Carolina, their defense for the Denver was so awful that Donta Foreman, 113 yards on 24 carries. DJ Moore, 103 yards on four carries or four receptions. Like, receptions. Yeah. And and so four receptions. Cuba. Sam Darnold Cuba. only threw 19 times. Okay? So that's about 20, right? Yeah. So if you were to take yeah. four divided by 20, what would you get, Mr. Engineer? Four divided by 20? Yeah. That's like I mean, 20 divided by four. Sorry, sorry, 20, yeah, sorry, 20 like, divided by 20 divided by four. Yeah, five. Yeah. 20 divided by four. 20, sorry, sorry. 20 divided by four. Yeah, it's 20 it's divided five. by four. It's five. Five. So... What is that? A f- okay, now I'm messing up. It's like a fourth of his passes <laughs> or a fifth of his passes were going to this one person. Well, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. I, okay. Well, yeah, no, 20, fifth now. Now if you do four divided by 20, it's a fifth. Yeah, it's I don't like math, and Russell Wilson and the Broncos make my head hurt. Carolina takes a win 23-10 at home. We're not talking about this game. <laughs> Fuck you, you know what, off. You know what's sad, though? Denver was the number one scoring defense until this game. Guess who took the place now? Scoring defense. Scoring defense? San Francisco. San Fran. They got a good defense. Yeah. Now, oh, yeah. And uh. so now San Fran's the number one overall defense I saw. That's that's good. Another reason why Brady's going there in the offseason. Lock it in. Lock it in. Lock it in. Lock it <laughs> in. He's really going, going to San Francisco. I, I, dude, he wants I, something about this just feels right for me. I'm not a betting man, but if I was, I'd put $100 on that right now. Man, he lost all his money in FTT, so. <laughs> Lamar, <laughs> Lamar Jackson, or what am I doing? Uh, we got to cover the f- game first. Uh, Jacksonville takes the win at home against the Baltimore Ravens. Um, the most interesting part about this game was probably the Jacksonville mascot who was wearing an American Speedo the whole game and gyrating oh, his hips. It was so, so weird. Funny. I was watching the game like, oh, please, Baltimore lose. And like Jacksonville scores touchdown. I'm like, yes, let's go. And they pan over to the Jacksonville mascot that just got its hands on his hip and wearing nothing but a Speedo. And I'm like, what the f- what? Okay. You, you, okay, I would say about that with the Speedo with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I was making Rinder Rouladins. It's a uh, beef wrapped. It's bacon, onions, mustard, and pickles wrapped in roast beef. It's a German dish. I actually said on Discord one time, it's like, hey, Jacksonville, if you want to make me fucking have my eyes watered, like eyes tear out, I'm making Rinder Rouladins with the fucking onions because that was burning my eyes. It was oh, a weird thing to look at for Jacksonville. It was Woody as fuck, though. Oh, um, Trevor Lawrence, 29 for 37, 321 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, and four sacks. Lamar Jackson, 16 for 32, 254 yards, rushing for 89 yards and 14 carries, throwing one touchdown and taking one sack. Um, the rushing attack for Jacksonville sucked. The highest rusher was Jamichael Hasty, who didn't look very hasty while running the ball, 12 carries on 28 <laughs> yards. <laughs> Zay Jones, 145 yards receiving for Jacksonville. Don't know who the fuck that is, but good job on him for Zay pulling Jones? up so many numbers. He's been around for a bit. I, I'm i not very familiar on a lot of the Jacksonville receiving core, so that might be on uh, me. Zay, Zay Jones, Jones and uh, Christian Kirk. 27. Christian Kirk got that extension that you guys were like, he got overpaid. Well, I, I know Christian no, Kirk no, no, he got overpaid. And I also know Marvin yeah, okay. Jones Jr. because he was a former Bengal. And then Ingram was a tight end for the uh, Giants. 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 I, I don't know. Stone I didn't hand. know Jay Jones. Stone hands. Stone hands, yeah. 
the leading rusher besides Lamar Jackson with 89 yards for Baltimore was Gus Edwards with 52, and the leading receiver was Josh Oliver with 76 yards, and Deshaun Jackson, who had uh, 74 yards, 50 of those came on one long pass, which he had to sit up for afterwards because that man ran so old. fast his old bones could not keep up deshaun jackson's i don't know how he's still playing he shows up every he's once in a while i'm like what the hell and he's, yeah he's, he's still so fast. fast i don't he's still fast yeah oh i don't get it but yeah um, i have a love-hate relationship with deshaun jackson <laughs> the biggest Doug the Peter. biggest thing with this game is, is that it came down to the very end baltimore got it far down the field then had some issues getting backed up with some penalties and some um, loss of downs and yardage and eventually had to kick a 67-yard field goal and Justin Tucker wasn't long, didn't have the length in his kick by about maybe four feet. I, so Yeah, it was yeah, like it was close. close. It was a 67-yarder outside in Florida, which is not mile high. Very low to the sea level, mm-hmm. not a lot of really light wind and you know, high altitude. Humidity. But I mean, yeah. this one. Doug Pearson, fucking ballsy, calling that two point conversion. Yeah, put him up in the game. He's always been like that. If you saw with the Eagles, he's always been like I, that. It's, I mean, he got some balls, like I say. Yeah. I got balls. Yeah. I smoke stogies. I don't care what any of you think. <laughs> I had to say this. This is Trevor Lawrence showing why he was a first round. I don't know. If, was he the first round pick? Yeah, he was the first round. He was the first overall yeah. a couple years ago. Like, hmm, you wonder why Urban Meyer's a shit coach. I know Jacksonville's four and seven, but I mean, still better than what they were last year. I mean, good God. Just Trevor Lawrence actually showed he can actually do something. I mean, Urban Meyer was a shit coach because he's a shit person, but uh, yeah, kicking kickers in the legs as they're warming up for the game. <laughs> no, no, no. This was preseason. He did oh, yeah, during too. training camp. Uh, all right, moving on. Cardinals and Chargers. The Call of Duty woes continue for Kyler Murray. 18 for 29, 191, 6.6 average, two touchdowns, one interception, and one sack. Justin Herbert, 47 passing attempts, completing 35 of them. 274 yards with four sacks and three touchdowns. He was also their leading rusher with 38 yards. Um, Austin Eckler is a good running back, but he is not a very good, you know, Running the ball, running back. He's a very good pass catcher, but he only had 20 yards. Catcher, yeah. yeah, 20 yards in total for him on the rushing end for Arizona. The leader was James Conner with 120 yards of rushing on 25 carries. DeAndre Hopkins was Arizona's leading receiver with 87 yards and four receptions. Marquise Brown, 46 and six for He's him. Back, Marquise Brown is back yeah. for the Chargers. DeAndre Carter, 73 yards and seven receptions, and Austin Eckler, 60 yards and 11 receptions and Keenan Allen sneaking in there 49 yards and five receptions um yeah Arizona gets this in yeah a very 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 close game yeah this actually came down to a another two-point conversion for the win yeah Chargers making a gutsy play to call it really showing what they're doing on the side of the ball not wanting to put games up because they need to win and so did Arizona but not looking good for Arizona yeah, I mean, I don't got much too much else to say, but um, Chargers just really squeaking out on that two point conversion right then. Very lucky. People expected the AFC to be AFC West to be so good, and Denver yeah. sucks. Las Vegas has been very bad, and the Chargers have struggled with injuries and close games. And Kansas City is the only good team at a nine and two record. 
And yeah. on the opposite side, the NFC West, Arizona's four and eight, only below them is the very, very bad and paying for their Super Bowl Los Angeles Rams. Mm-hmm. Above them is Seattle at six and five, and at the top, San Francisco seven and four. I thought in this game also, if you look at the rushing to- rushing attempts by Chargers, it's less in the completions by Kyler Murray. Uh, Ky- Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Rush. They didn't rush that much either. They like, don't have a good daily. running back, though. Like, Austin Eckler's a good running back, but he's not a running back. He's a receiving back. Real. So he's not good between the tackles right. as much as other guys yeah. are. I mean, if you want, if you don't want Justin Herbert to get hurt again, especially with his rib injuries, 47 attempts is still a lot for him. So many teams uh, are just looking at Rodgers, yeah, Brady, Manning, and they are not balancing their attack, and it's awful. It's it's biting him in the butt. Like I, the charges it, are right now. It doesn't help. It doesn't help. Keenan Allen's coming back, coming back from injury. Mike Williams is hurt. Joshua Palmer is starting to try. To, he's trying to. Do I mean, yeah, best. they have targets now, so they can actually throw the ball. Ah, but, yeah. but I don't uh, know. Like, State, Brandon Staley is a good coach. I still iffy on that one. Kingsbury needs to be fired. I mean, if he you look at Arizona, they actually had a more spread out offensive game than yeah. the Chargers. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, Kingsbury needs right. to be fired. He's another coach that needs to be fired. Besides McDaniels and Hack and Hack, Hack it, Hack Hack it, man. Hack it. All right, we should move on. Yeah, we're already pushing 120 as it is in this yeah. podcast. This is a long one, but thank you for joining along on the ride. Next up, a close game that came down to the wire. Another one, a lot of close games this weekend. Las Vegas Raiders going into Seattle, winning the game in overtime on a game-winning walk-off run by Josh Jacobs, winning 40-34. Yeah. <laughs> Derek Carr, 25 for 36, 295 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, one of which was on the first play of the game, and one sack. Geno Smith, 27 for 37, 328, two touchdowns, one reception, and three sacks. Also rushing for 22 yards and five carries. The leading rusher for Las Vegas, Josh motherfucking Jacobs. Actually, honestly, now that I think about it, Josh Jacobs might get the MVP, especially after a game like this. 33 no, carries. He's not. He's not, I, this this not is just one it game. It's They're one not going to give it no, to a non-playoff team. They never true, give it to a non-playoff team. True, but if, if we're looking at Josh Jacobs and we're looking at the, let's go... He's also questionable now. <laughs> Did he get hurt? He's always he's always been questionable. Look at this. Yards. 229, 109, 143, 154, 144. His lowest in the season was 43 against New Orleans. All right, pull up Derrick Henry. Pull up Derrick Henry. Pull up Derrick Henry. I think Josh Jacobs actually has just above rushing yards than Derrick Henry right now. Like, not much, but, like, just above. Uh, I might be thinking something wrong. Yeah, yeah 38, 87. Eight, like, his two biggest games are 219 against Houston. Uh, hmm. Yeah, 114, 112, 128, 219, 115. Yeah, you are right. Derek Henry, um, Josh Jacobs has the most amount of running yards. Yeah, yeah. he does have and the most goes, amount of rushing yards. He goes Derek Henry, then Nick Chubbs, then Barkley. Yeah, but Josh Jacobs had 229 <laughs> yards of rushing on 33 what's, carries. And what's actually downs. really funny, um, 
how with the fantasy points right now, Austin Elkler is the best running back. It's because of fantasy. PPR. It's because of PPR. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, it's PPR. so stupid. But so yeah. Josh, I'm also, this is the other reason. Josh Jacobs led his team in running and also in receiving. 74 yards on six receptions mm. over Devontae Adams with seven receptions for 60, 74 yards. Uh, what I'm saying is the reason why they're not going to give Josh Jacobs MVP because they d- don't give uh, MVP to a team that's not in the playoffs. They when was that? When was the last time that ever happened? No idea. Yeah, that's that's, um, that's, that's just how it is. Seattle uh, had a tough time running the ball. Only twenty six yards for Kenneth Walker. Um, DK Metcalf was the leading receiver with 90 yards of receiving on 11 receptions. Tyler Lockett, 68 yards on three receptions. Um, yeah, what happened to their defense? Like, they could not stop their the defense. Run at all. Was supposed to, their defense is not that good. Their defense is streaky, but also it's a lot better against the pass. The Vegas Raiders obviously yeah. had a very good run game. Um, their best interior lineman right now for the Seahawks is Puna Ford, who's not going to be able to stop Josh Jacobs alone. I, it, this was just Josh Jacobs basically yeah. team on back. I mean, this entirely. is. I mean, Seahawks need to make a push for the playoffs here, and I mean, well, it's going to be hard. Know, nobody expected the Seahawks to actually be in playoff contention. They thought they were going to be the worst team in the whole league. That is or true. One of the worst. Like one this is worst. a surprise. And Geno Smith wasn't bad this game. Not great, but like. He wasn't bad this game. He had I think better he stats kind of than Derek Carr. Yeah, I mean, they'll have an easy. Seahawks will have an easy time getting to the playoffs because the only two teams behind them is Arizona and Los Angeles, and both of them are absolute trash cans. Yeah, yeah, and we everybody thought Los Angeles would be leading the division. Yeah. Seattle could also like just absolutely run away with this. You know, they really put together some games. They could run away with this. MC well, wait. Wild card is up. four teams or five teams in each division? Uh, it, it goes three. the top four. Uh, so division winners, and then it's three non-division winners. Yeah. So then it's the NFC. It's going to be it's Dallas, it's Dallas, Giants, Washington for the wild card. So Seahawks might not even make it into the playoffs. Maybe it's a possibility, but they're only like two games back from the late lead of their division. So if they go, it all depends on the Commanders. It all depends on the Commanders at this point. No, 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 no. no. It depends on them going and beating the Forty Niners. I think. Do they play the? Do they play the Forty Niners twice? Let's take a look. Uh, one more time, I think. Or what's their Seahawks? Yeah. So they'll play the Seahawks in three weeks, and if they beat the the Forty Niners there, that's a full game up, and plus they're even against each other. So just go after that yeah. and go win. They got the Rams next week. And that's, that's a must a win. win. That's an yeah. easy win. I mean, especially after this game. It should be. <laughs> Do we even want to talk about this one? Um, this uh, was the Bryce Perkins-led Los Angeles Rams scoring 10 points in Arrowhead against the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, that is it, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs I put mean, up 26 on 320 yards for Patrick Mahomes, 69 rushing yards from Isaiah Pachenko, 57 receiving yards from Travis Kelsey, 56 from Marquez Valdez-Chancelling, 38 from Juju Smith-Suster, 36 from Sky Moore, 26 from Justin Watson, 26 from Jody Fortson, 26 from Jack McKinnon, 22 from Ronald Jones, 17 from Isaiah Pachenko, and 16 from Noah Gray. Mahomes is distributing the ball like a lunch lady in the middle of a soup kitchen. It's just going out everywhere. It's just flying off the pans. Meatloaf, 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 meatloaf. 
Everywhere. Oh, they have I mean, so many people they could throw it to. It's kind of insane. Absolutely. It's in, it's insane what he's doing. Just wait until Odell I shows mean, up. No, he's not. Uh, After, he's not going to yeah. probably going to be a Dallas he, Cowboy. Or Giants. He yeah. might be back in Giants. Oh, uh, because he got kicked off a plane. Yeah, the leading. Not that, well, not yeah. just that, but. That sounds like someone. Yeah. That sounds like someone Jerry Antonio Jones will pick Brown. up. Leading rusher for the Rams was Bryce Perkins with 44 yards. Leading receiver was Van Jefferson with 29 yards. Um, Man, what the fuck? The yeah. quarterback had more rushing yards? Yep. Well, yeah. because Rams doesn't have running back. Cam Akers is fucking, like, he's not doing that good. He's doing Cam awful. No, he's um, Matthew Stafford's out. Cooper Cup's out. He's not going to be playing. Yeah. Cooper yeah. Cup's out. Um, Andrew Whitworth retired. Uh the Rams are paying desperately. Isn't for the Super Aaron Bowl Donald Nick also Cron- hurt? Yes, yes, high ankle sprain. Yep. And yeah. this is Cronky uh, does not give a fuck because he got his ring, and he got an NHL championship because he's the owner of the Colorado. I just want to. I'm not gonna lie. I want to make a video that's just like Aaron Donald be like, "Let's run it back," and then like the you know the it's what's it called the um. Lo, uh, curb your ceremony. expectations. Yeah, curb your expectations. Music plays after that. Yeah, just the the the, the Rams I mean, are free and, 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 yeah. and, and also stop giving the shit again. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And also with the Chiefs, Andy Reid always has spread out for receivers. He doesn't give it to one person all the time. So Christmas falls on the Sunday this year, and I saw a blurb from Adam Schefter that the Rams are trying to give away tickets for free when they play the Broncos on Christmas Day. Yo, who wants to go to LA? No, I'm going to be in Texas. I want to visit my Actually, yeah, that I, gotta, game, I gotta party here. That game is going to suck. Actually, no, it's going to be uh, in the feel- stadium. Holy shit. No my brother's gonna hate me because he doesn't watch. He, my brother doesn't watch sports, but he's gonna be pissed at me when I'm gonna watch on my phone. Bro, they should <laughs> they should charter charter people from Tijuana to LA to be at the game. Uh. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um. Anyway, Saints and 49ers. Um. New Orleans Saints got blanked by the 49ers, 13 mm. to nothing in favor of the 49ers. The defense really showing up from a day that the offense wasn't really clicking on all cylinders for San Francisco. For the Saints, Andy Dalton, 18 for 29, 204, seven-yard average, one sack. Um, also was their leading rusher, Andy Dalton. Andy, the red rifle, Dalton. Andy from TCU, Dalton. Andy, the red-headed stepchild, Dalton, rushing for 21 and yards. Andy, the got Christian. fucked over by Cincinnati, <laughs> Dalton. Yeah. <laughs> now, he was, I don't think he was fucked over by Cincinnati. He had a good career there, but he had his I know, but I'm saying losing, losing, losing. Um, just he had like an amazing defense. With I like Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis was a decent coach. <laughs> I mean, you had some decent terrible. quarterbacks. Well, we were making the we were making the playoffs every year, and then taking a year off, make playoffs two years, a year off, two years. Like it was just that constant I mean, cycle. Had, and then it know, would be AJ I, Green would get wide the fuck open on anybody, and then AJ, Andy Dalton would throw it ten yards under. And I'm like, God. <laughs> I mean, it was you had. Uh, Palmer, I forget his first name. Carson Palmer Jason. was a lot better. Yeah, Carson Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer uh, our best quarterbacks of all time were Kenny Anderson, Boomer Sison, Carson Palmer, Boomer, Andy Dalton, and then now and Burrow Joe could Burrow. be thrown. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, his career still young, but I think you could honestly throw Burrow right next to, in front of, or behind Boomer at this point. But Boomer yeah, does have yeah. an MVP. Carson Palmer had an MVP season in 2005, and they decided not to give it to him because you know no one likes the Bengals. 
the bungles. And it fell. But yeah, Carson Palmer should have been an MVP. Boomer Sison's Hall of Famer and an MVP. Ken Anderson should be a Hall of Famer and has an MVP. He has better stats than Dan I fucking mean, you, Fouts. You, Fuck you that. You like a team that's Fuck that from San Ohio. Diego beard you're wearing, barely passing shithead. Fuck you're from Dan Ohio, Fouts so right? much. I, I hate you Dan know Fouts your place. because he's over. You know your place. You're from Ohio. You're you from are Ohio. from Chicago. Would you like to and talk you're about from it later? The state of Ohio. <laughs> What's in Ohio? Please tell me. <laughs> Even better, Joe Burrow was like, oh, there's Joe a Burrow. bunch to do here. So we Joe just Burrow is three times the quarterback Justin Fields will ever be. Lock it in. Lock it in. Lock we'll it see. in. We'll Lock see. it in. All right. We'll Leading see. receiver for New Orleans was uh, 62 yards receiving for Chris Olave. Next was Rashid Sharid for with 53 yards. Um, San Francisco, again, didn't really do that well on offense. Um, they had one touchdown yeah, scored by yeah. Juwan Jennings, or a 49-yard receiving for him. Leading receiver was Brandon Ayuk with 65. Debo Samuel only had 43. George Kittle only had 26. And Christian McCaffrey only had 17. His rush yards also were only 32. Elijah Mitchell was leading rush with 35. So not a great game from San Francisco offensively. They had a sh- really bad time trying to operate the ball against a pretty good Saints defense. But at the end, they're now number one rated defense, as Madison alluded to earlier. Is is putting in the work, <laughs> blanking one, the Saints. And, yeah. San Fran's defense is good. Like I would have to say, San Fran's a scary team to face against the playoffs. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They oh, have yeah. all. They have all these weapons. They have kind of pass first running backs, a really good O line, a really good defense. Uh, this kind of seems like a team that won a bunch of Super Bowls somewhere in Foxborough a lot. They're just missing one piece. Uh, a John Grady, right? You know, that's probably. You're you know, really going hard on that one. He is going think... there next season. Listen, he's going there next season. <laughs> Don't jump scare like that ever again. <laughs> he's going there next. Actually... I fucked up my camera. Oh my god. He's going there next season. He is like everything makes sense. He has always been a San Francisco 49ers fan. He grew up in the Bay Area. They have an amazing team, an O line that are blocked from the best left tackle in the past couple mm. years of football, maybe in the last past decade. Five years. Yeah, and then five you have years. well Joe Thomas. Yeah, um, but Joe Thomas. You know, yeah, an insane amount of weapons. You have the closest thing to Rob Gronkowski and George Kittle. You have speedsters like Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. You also have Christian McCaffrey, who's probably the best receiving back in the NFL still if he can stay healthy, which he has done so far, knock on wood. And then you also have Elijah Mitchell, who can run the ball decently well, especially in a situation where you're going to be doing a lot of play action. This screams Tom Brady with a capital T. Don't that say for right now, Debo Samuel did get hurt this game, I thought. Uh, let's check. I like yes he did play but I think he got hurt in the middle of the game. Who he is cares? You have McCaffrey, yes. you're yeah, fine. Yeah. So many weapons. Yeah. Who cares? But he helps. He helps. Or uh, if or if Rodgers goes to the uh, he can't because his contract's too long. But if Rodgers went to that team, yeah. that's the weapons. Oh my god. But I think <laughs> Honestly, was... someone could trade for Rodgers. Mm, but who would take that cap space? No. Who would it's take a big that cap space? Yeah. That man's getting but paid more I... than most NBA players. Really? Yeah, but you also got. I mean, we'll go to this. I just want to message uh, mention real quick. Jordan Love, it's actually pretty good. So he wasn't he wasn't doing too bad. He's just yeah. not having as much chances. Philadelphia Eagles at home in the link against Green Bay, winning forty to thirty three on Sunday Night Football. 
Aaron Rodgers, 11 for 16. Very few passing attempts for him. Out in the game with an abdominal injury. In comes Jordan Love. Went 6 for 9 for 113 yards to Aaron Rodgers, 140. He threw a touchdown to Aaron Rodgers, 1. And zero interception to Aaron Rodgers, 2. Jalen Hurts, 16 for 28, 153. With two touchdowns and two sacks. Also running for 157 yards and 17 carries. While Miles Sanders ran for 143 yards and 21 carries. Carving up that Green yeah. Bay defense, which is not good at run stopping. Green Bay on the running side didn't do great. A.J. Dillon, 64 yards. Aaron Jones, 43. On the receiving end, Christian Watson finally coming into his own. Another week, another good game for him. Four receptions, one touchdown, 110 yards. Next up was Aaron Jones with 56 yards and three receptions. Philadelphia, 50 yards for Devontae Smith. And A.J. Brown, 46 yards and one touchdown. Not looking great thus far for A.J., but he's going to go play the Titans, so be prepared for him to have a big game next week and a revenge game for him. Masterson, as the resident Eagles fan, what do you think? Fucking run game was fucking going off. Oh my god, that was so beautiful to see. Like I love that Joe Barry did not even stack the box. Bro, at I all. was scared for you for the hot for a hot second until that was the close. quarter. That's gonna be the you know the defense because you're like oh the Green Bay all, uh, rushing attack wasn't that good. Fucking they got 106 yards, like total. Like yeah. because they don't have Jordan Davis. Fucking rush defense sucking ass. And look, screen passes. Like, to to Aaron Jones or someone else, the screen passes was destroying the Eagles. Fucking, oh, look, our secondary is not going to basically get the middle of the field, let Christian Watson go in the middle, get a fucking 63-yarder for a touchdown. Gardner Johnson got hurt. Avante Maddox is out. Like, what the fuck, secondary? Why are you giving space? I know... They got the interception. And even then, you guys also are were supposed to fix the issues in the middle because you signed Pro Bowl DT, Linval Joseph, and Pro Bowl DT, Super Bowl champion. Both of them Super Bowl champions, actually. Uh, Dominican Sue. But he didn't play that much. Gannon doesn't fucking use him. Fucking average defensive corner is fucking like, scared honestly, to Like, honestly, you could use Nadamakan Sue at edge rusher. You could have him and Smith be edge rushers. Sue played edge rusher a lot, and he's honestly good at that position. I wish, but Gannon does not. Gannon's fucking scared fuckless. Yeah. He's scared to fuck. Again, Green Bay losing Rodgers in the middle of the game, even though he said he will return this weekend, apparently. Mm -hmm. um, I don't... uh, Yeah, that guy takes enough quaaludes to drop a horse from 90 miles, so... All right, and Saturday, 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 lost. Let Mamba talk. Let Mamba but, talk. He said, "Yeah, I mean, hot take. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be at Packers anymore next year. He's going to get traded. Oh, that's a tall order on short notice, buddy. And also, who would take that cast space? I don't know, but someone Saturday. Someone no, no, they wouldn't. They already have Matt Ryan." <laughs> No, he's only there for a year, I thought. Oh, my God. If they a pick year up, or two, if, that's it. Dude, imagine if the, the Colts The quarterback carousel. We're never going to win a Super Bowl. All right. Ever uh, again. <laughs> yeah. Monday Night Football, the last game of the week, Pittsburgh Steelers. Fucking <laughs> winning against the Indianapolis Colts at home, 24-17. Kenny, Donald Trump. Thought the Colts was going to win? Did you actually thought the Colts was going to win? Okay, Colts in go Jeff out, Saturday's they, they bring trust. Jeff Saturday in, and he automatically changes their, their... No, 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 listen, listen. He automatically changed what they were doing, went back to the run game, put up a really good win against the Raiders, who are still good on paper and can beat a team. They went out and beat the Seahawks, right? Josh they beat McDaniels. the Seahawks. I don't care about that. Then they go out against your Eagles and nearly beat them. 
You were scared that game. Eagle Eagles was fucking up a lot. They still a win is a win. All right, so he nearly got the win against the Eagles. All right, so he's he's looking fine. This is his third game, and he's going against the Steelers again. Mike Tomlin's a great coach, and they still have a great defense. But at the same time, like I expect them to do a little bit more, though they did get close. They only lost by seven. Again, breaking down the stats: Kenny Donald Trump pants Pickett, twenty for twenty-eight, one seventy-four, <laughs> six point two average, taking three sacks. Matt Ryan, twenty-two for thirty-four, one ninety-nine, one touchdown, one pick, and three sacks. Um, the rush game for uh, Pittsburgh was all over with Najee Harris being in, then out, then in, then injured, then out, then in, then out, then injured, then out, then in, then in the stands, then on the field, then in the training room, then on the field again, then limping off the field. So 62 for Honestly. Benny Snell Jr., 35 for Najee Harris, and 32 for Kenny Pickett, and also 30 for Anthony McFarlane. Um, for Indianapolis, it was 86 yards for Jonathan Taylor and 22 yards for Matt Ryan, scrambling a couple times with his old legs. For Pittsburgh, their receiving was led by George Pickens with 57 yards and 49 for Deontay Johnson, while also 39 for Pat Fryermuth. For Indianapolis, 98 yards for Jelani Woods, 61 for Michael Pittman, and 14 for Mo Alley-Cox and Paris Campbell. Um, this game started out bad for the Indianapolis Colts as the score at half was 16-3. to However, they came out, got the first, the second half kick, Ran it back almost all the way for a touchdown, then eventually punched it in, and then got another score on top of that to put 14 points up and actually take the lead 17 to 16 before the Steelers eventually went down and scored the final touchdown in the fourth. So, to me, from a football analyst perspective, you know, I've been doing this a long time, but I, I've played a little football, and when a team goes from being sucky in the first half to coming out in the second half and looking really good, and all that was was halftime, tells me somebody went in there in halftime, drew up a good game plan, and got the guys motivated. Was that Jeff Saturday? Probably. Is that Does that mean he's a good coach? The jury's still out because he doesn't have a ton of experience, but what he's done so far has looked pretty good. But I mean, this obviously yeah. was a game they probably should have at least won, but not a terrible I think, loss. I think he can, Jeff Saturday can be a, uh, uh, was a head coach for the future. I think he has – I mean – He's turned this Colts team totally around, and no one expected that from Jeff Saturday being a high school football coach. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> we'll see what they do next year, but I think you roll with Jeff Saturday, see what happens. I mean, he just needs I, to I, surround himself with good people. That's all. A good, uh, a good staff. I, I will admit he did, he did adjust. That's the problem with Tomlin. Also, Tomlin does not adjust after halftime. And Jeff Saturday did adjust. I think the other big thing, if the GM could get some, he he does make some good draft picks, but then he doesn't draft correctly in certain spots. O line could still get uh, like wrecked. The O line was supposed to be good, but the O line still gets fucking wrecked at times. Yeah. I think it still held up kind of well. Matt Ryan only took three sacks. Yeah. Not awful, but not great. Um, I was kind of hungover this game. <laughs> I was hungover this game, so I wasn't Breaking able to watch away a lot his of it. sorrows. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Well, this podcast has gone on quite a while already, but let's get into our week 13 predictions. Starting out with tomorrow's game, Bills and Patriots on Thursday Night Football. Let's go ahead and also bring up Ooh. our scores thus far. Mamba still in the lead, 110 and 44. Week 12, he went 15 and 7. Myself, 104 and 45. Week 12, I went 13 and 7. 
And then Macedon, 99 and 45, week 12, you went 12 and 7. Again, we get one point if we predict the correct winner of the game and two points if we are the closest one in score. Um, this game, closest this is one in, in score or the most accurate? We get it correct. The closest. Closest. Okay. Like if you guess seven and they scored uh, like you were within one gotcha, point gotcha, gotcha. from the score. Yeah, yeah. So closest and score also gets it. Um, alrighty. Bills Patriots Sunday Night Football in Foxborough. I'm going to take the Bills in this one. Um, even though the Patriots look good, their offense is not going to be able to score a ton against the Bills defense, which still is a decent defense despite the injuries. I'm going to take the Bills by ten. In Foxborough. Hmm. Um, let's see here. I'm thinking. Yeah, I don't think uh Bills are gonna lose this one. So I'm gonna go Buffalo by seven. I'm gonna think I think it's close, so Buffalo by seven. I was about to say Bills by three, but I forgot Bills played on Thursday, so they have a full week rest. Yeah, they got a full while week. Patriots while Patriots only have I'm saying Bills by thirteen. That full rest is going to help them. So Bills by 13. Ready? Next up yep. on Sunday, December 4th, starting out with the Steelers and the Falcons. Um, I don't want to pick the Steelers, but I don't think the Falcons are going to win this one. Um, <laughs> I don't think, even though the Falcons have a good pass rush, I don't think the Steelers are going to really sit in the pocket too long. I think they're going to take advantage of Najee Harris and run him a bit, and I think the Steelers will come out with a close victory by three in Atlanta. I'm thinking this is a tough one. Um, hmm. I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to go Atlanta by uh, three. I think they could squeak it out. Yeah. I'm thinking Falcons by seven. I know Steelers defense is not bad, but I think Falcons defense is just a little bit better right now, more healthy. And I think Mariota could actually run away from TJ Watt better than some other teams. All righty. Moving on. The biggest test that we're going to have here, Aaron Rodgers coming off an injury, going to play in Chicago in Soldier Field against the team he owns, Packers Bears, 1 p.m. on Fox. So, um, I yeah, both quarterbacks are injured. Rodgers is better than Fields, and the Bears defense sucks. Packers by 14. Rodgers is better than Fields this season? You, you sure? You sure about that? Uh, not this. No, this season's been kind of debatable. Debatable. Fields yeah. has been way better than fucking Aaron <laughs> Rodgers this year. All right, give me the fucking Bears by twenty-one. Fuck you. Oh my uh, god. I got uh, to go Bears. with Mamba with the Bears, but I think it's gonna be closer. I'm thinking Bears by three. Ready? Okay, maybe I'm, I'm a little too high. Put put it by seven. No, 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 no. No takesies, backsies. No takesies, backsies. Okay. You said what you said. We're locking it Jaguars and Lions. Um, this is going to be played in Detroit again. Another game in Detroit. So, fuck. Lions and Jaguars. Um, Jaguars are kind of a roll here. Uh, Lions have had a couple bad losses, but I think Pat. Um, I said Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be too much for the Lions to handle, and I think the Jaguars will pull this out in a close game by seven. I think Lions are going to win this one. I. I, I mean. 
they just i don't know something about the lions they, they they're clicking they got it going so uh they're a lot better than i expected i don't think jaguars are at that point yet so give me lions by seven okay lions by seven I had mm-hmm. to roll a die for this one because I actually did not know who I was going to pick. So I rolled a die. I did it twice. Lions by three. It both picked Lions. <laughs> I do not disagree with the dice. Lions by All three. Right. All righty. Next up, Jets Vikings. Um, this is in Minneapolis. Um, I like M- Magic Mike White. Mike motherfucking White. But I don't think he's going to stop. The Vikings. I don't think he's going to be able to stop the Vikings and their very high-powered offense. Um, and I, th- I think he's going to get um, under pressure a lot by their pass rush, which will cause him to make some mistakes that the Vikings will take advantage of. In the end, I'll take the Vikings by 14. What did the coin say, Macedon? I have to look that up. Hold on. Fuck. Uh, hold on. <laughs> you, 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 I was on. not expecting... Hold on, hold on. I got it. Oh, they said Vikings Jets win. In the mm. name of the coin, in the name of the coin and Magic Mike, we are going Jets by seven. Go Jets. <laughs> Do I want to go against the coin? And Vikings had a short week. Oh, no, it was no, even funnier week. the week, week after week. they the coin predicted that um, they beat Buffalo. Vikings are looking good. I'm thinking Vikings by seven. I I don't know. Like I, I think Mike White's good, but I'm thinking Vikings by seven. I don't know. It's well, not Vikings a prime time defense. Game. Stop Magic Mike White. Is he gonna paint Barely, the like, ball around the field? It's gonna be close. I'm thinking it's paint by the seven. field. I think it's good yeah. by seven. So Vikings by Am seven. Am I the only one that picked Jets? Yes, you are. Yeah. I oh had to go God. with I have to go with the coin on this one. I'm sorry. I'm definitely watching that game. Alrighty, next won. up, Commanders Giants in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Um, this is gonna be a run heavy game on both ends, but I think a little bit more on the Washington end. Um I think the more balanced attack will win, even though I like running the ball. I think the Giants will eventually win this game in a close one by three. Ooh, um, I mean, Giants have been kind of slumping and they're kind of one dimensional as of recent. Uh, fuck, this is a tough one. I am going with Mr. Taylor Hennessy. Give me the commanders by seven. You went commies by seven. I rolled a die on this one again. I rolled a die on this one again. It said Giants again. So Giants by seven. Saquon Barkley is probably going to get. I might be there, fucked but... this week. By the way, there's a lot of close ones. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of close ones. Next one up: Titans Eagles. Um, Eagles by 21. I think uh, the Eagles are going to show up and show out. Especially AJ Brown is going to have a monster game, and I think the Eagles will also be able to really key in on Derrick Henry. Even though they've been bad in the rush, I think they're going to figure out something this week. Something's going to click, and they're going to really be able to hound this struggling Titans offensive line. I would have to agree with you. I'm not going to bet against a team that's 10 and 1. Like, come on. Uh, so give me the Eagles by 14. I'm going with the Eagles, but it's going to be by three because the rush defense got fucking suck again, and the special teams suck also. 
fucking give you up almost 100 yards of fucking kickoff return. Hey, you need to give David. some credit I'm to the Eagles pissed. a little more. No, Come on. no, 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 no. The offense, yes, I give credit. But the fucking deep rush defense is dead now because Jordan Come Davis on. is out. Got him and the special flat. teams Come on. They're a little suck ass. They're tired. It's late in the week. Come on. Um, Broncos and Ravens in Baltimore. Um, whew, yeah. Uh, I don't like the Ravens. I don't want them to win. I wish the Broncos would win, but I think the Ravens are going to win by seven here. Or, no, sorry, ten against the Broncos. Bird country, less ride. Give me the Ravens by seven. <laughs> you know what I put for, like, the notepad for I make this? I put let's die versus can't hold double-digit leads. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's true. I mean, they had a double-digit lead against the Jags this oh, week, and they wait. lost. The next game is the fucking return of Deshaun Watson, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Oh. Um, I'm saying I'm saying Ravens by 14 though because that offense of the Broncos suck ass. God damn. Um, how do I phrase this so I don't get banned? <laughs> uh, the return of the uh, yeah that guy that guy Deshaun Watson returning to play his first game after his suspension. Um, for the 27-plus sexual assault allegations he had from different massage therapy workers um, around the country, um, playing the former team that used to pay for multiple hotels for him, um, and now on a new team, the Browns, playing his first week after dethroning Jacoby Brissett after Brissett put up a pretty good pretty good half season for the Browns. Um, I don't think the Texans can win this in any More way. Than but half a season. Yeah, I hope Deshaun Watson goes out and has a two for fifty-seven game with seven interceptions and no touchdowns. Um, but I think the Browns will win this game by seven. They'll probably have some issues with trying to get them all set up and ready. I'm gonna hate myself, but I'm gonna get a back massage after this one. Uh, I'm picking <laughs> the Browns by seven. Uh, okay. You know what I put for no pen this one? Fuck Watson versus also fuck Watson tank edition. <laughs> but I'm saying Browns by 14. I think the rushing attack is still really good. Yeah. 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 So I'm saying Browns by 14. It's going to be Nick Chubb getting like three touchdowns. Alrighty. Next up, Seahawks Rams um, in South. <laughs> In South Levi Stadium, otherwise known as SoFi Stadium, um, that's going to be pretty empty. I think the Seahawks are going to show up and show out against the struggling Ram team. I'll take the Seahawks by 17. Uh, let's see. Uh, what time is it? Oh, yeah, it's, it's Seahawks time. All right, give me the Seahawks by uh, 7. <laughs> Actually, okay. no, Seahawks by 14, 14, 14. Oh, 14. More. Yeah. Okay. I'm saying Seahawks by 10. Their defense is starting to get exposed. And I put Seahawks versus bottom Mickey ring. <laughs> Alrighty. Okay, next up. Oh, Dolphins 49ers in mm. Santa Clara, California. Um, I'm taking the 49ers in this one because I think their defense will be able to slow down the Dolphins offense enough that the Dolphins defense won't be good enough to stop some of the weapons that the San Francisco offense has. It's a close one. I will take the 49ers by five. Okay. I don't think 49ers offense is as good as people have been saying. Dolphins offense is really good. They got Tyreek. They got Waddle speedsters. I don't know. 49ers are going to have a tough time covering that, Like if I'm honest. 
Um, so I'm going to say Dolphins by three. I'm, I'm, I'm right in the round the ocean. I rolled a die twice on this one again. This most die I rolled in one week. Um, it picked Dolphins. I'm going to say Dolphins by seven. Tyreek Hill, last minute touchdown. All right. Rematch of the AFC Championship game of last year. Chiefs Bengals in Pecor, formerly Paul Brown, the Jungle Stadium in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, I'm going to take the Bengals in a close one here by seven. I think they get the job done. Bro, Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. It's it's Brady and Gronk. It's it's the new Brady and Gronk. All right, so I'm going to go Chiefs. I knew. So I'm going to go with Chiefs by seven. I'm saying Chiefs by 14. I think that offense is still too much for the Bengals in the regular season. Playoffs can right. be different. I think regular season, Chiefs going to win it. Time to see the 7-5 to five Chiefs. Or not Chiefs, uh, Bengals. <laughs> uh, next up, Chargers Raiders in Las Vegas. Um, even though the Raiders have struggled this season, I think they're going to win this game. I have a good feeling about that. I think the... Uh, Chargers defense isn't going to be able to handle Josh Jacobs. I think they're going to double down after McDaniels is on the hot seat even more so than he has been all year. I think he's going to hand the ball to Jacobs a lot and the Chargers won't be able to stop it. I'll take the Raiders by three. I think the Raiders are too too one-dimensional where they're going to box in the run plays. I I, I can't see them winning this, so I'm going to go Chargers by seven. Yeah, I know you said they're two ones dimensional, but Chargers defensive rush, uh, rush defense suck ass even more than the Eagles right now. So I'm saying Raiders by three. And you know, I put for this no pet pain versus can't fire McDaniels, but needs to because they have no money. There's a reason why they didn't fire McDaniels yet. (laughs) Mark Davis has no money. Night football, Colts, Cowboys, Arlington, Texas, Jerry World. Colts look good in the past couple games have been being more competitive, but again, the Cowboys are in the best division in football. It seems like this season and need wins. Um, I don't think the Colts have enough talent in order to beat the Cowboys, especially since the Cowboys can really run stuff. Jonathan Taylor. Well, I will take the Cowboys by 10. I would have to agree you. I don't think Jeff Saturday will be able to stop Jerry Jones team in Dallas. So uh, let's go Cowboys by 14. Jeff Saturday does suck versus fuck them boys, but I have to go Cowboys by 20. I It's fucking Colts fucking suck ass, but Cowboys. Mike Parsons good. Zeke Elliott's game going, and Tony Pollard's good. Cowboys yeah. by 20. Um, by week is Cardinals-Panthers, and that leads us into the final game. Saints-Buccaneers on Monday Night Football. But Saints usually have the Buccaneers numbers. However, the Buccaneers did beat them early this season, and Mike Evans made it personal. I think he's going to make it personal again. Take the Buccaneers by 10. Mike Evans has a huge game. I would have to agree with you. Buccaneers, uh, I mean, Tom Brady's probably mad, so he's going to want to win. So let me get Buccaneers by 7. I'm going to have to disagree with both of you. Saints by 3. It's going to be a shutout of... Uh, not shut out, but it's gonna be you know what? Fuck it. Shut out of three to zero. <laughs> let's do it again like last year of nine to zero. Bro. But it's gonna be three to zero. Oh. You're, betting, three. you're betting on the red rocket. <laughs> oh boy. Not the red rocket. I'm betting on the Saints defense. It's the red rifle, not the red rocket. What the fuck, Mamba? 
put some respect on Andy Dalton's name. Uh, Do we have any questions on our previous video, by the way? Uh, Let me Um, check. Hold on. Loading, loading. So let's see here. Um, Question for next week from Muzzy. Oh, we got even another comment. Um, two comments, two questions. Oh boy. I mean, Muzzy did two comments together. Um, oh, question for next oh. week. Do you guys think <laughs> the teams and divisions should be reshuffled in the coming years to reflect geographic changes slash skills of the teams? How do you think that would work and which teams would you want to be switched around an ideal world? No, you can't really do it by skill. I don't think you can ever do it by skill. There's going to be divisions that are good and bad every year. It changes. NFC North. AFC North was really good for a long time as well. Before you start, um, he added on also with the possibility of London uh, Munich teams in the NFL. You're just going to have to expand for that or you're going to move Houston. (laughs) Honestly, um, just move Houston. Just move Houston. Just the entire city. Yeah, move the Houston Texans to London if they're going to do something for London. I don't think you can add teams. 32 is a great number for professional sports. Um, no, I don't think you can change the divisions. You're going to bring. You're going to break up so many rivalries. Bengals, Steelers, um, Cowboys, Chiefs, Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles, Chiefs, uh, Raiders. Someone um, tried to say move Packers. Miami out. Yeah, someone tried to be like move Miami out of AFC East. No, you're not going to no. move Miami out of AFC no. East. I was like, Packers-Bears, the oldest rivalry in football? Like, I mean, there's so many big, big rivalries that you have that have just happened over time. I don't think you can can change them that well. Stuff is pretty established. The only team you could probably choose to move is Houston or Jacksonville. I'm actually being serious. Like, out of all the the teams there. The NFC South also is not really big rivalries. Yeah, AFC South. Uh, yeah. The NFC South they, doesn't have many rivalries. The the biggest one looks like it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New Orleans Saints. But then there's also like the Panthers and the Falcons. Those teams like they don't. I mean, the okay. Falcons, Falcon Saints. Falcon Saints are a big rivalry if you, too. If you go regional, like AFC West is Kansas City Chiefs, LA Chargers, L, uh, LV Raiders, and then Denver Broncos. If you go by region, Chiefs shouldn't be shouldn't they be more like Midwest area? Yeah, but like if you do it by region, then you're breaking up so many good rivalries. You can't do that. You're gonna break up. No. You're gonna break Let's up AFC it. North, which you're not gonna do. No, you're like, not touching. You're not touching my AFC North. At we, all. You're not. You're not touching the we, AFC East. You're not touching we, NFC East. You're not touching AFC North. That's we need a. We need an AFC middle. There used to be. Well, there used to be. There used to be three divisions until late '90s. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Tampa Bay was considered NFC Central. Yeah, expanded with Carolina and Houston and Jacksonville. Let's answer it this way. If we did have a Germany or London teams, where would you integrate them? You would have to move a a team. I think 32 is too good of a number to have. 32 is a perfect number to have. it It makes divisional play matter. If all of a sudden you have one division that has more teams than the other, it it doesn't work. Divisional play has to matter. Division leaders have to matter. So you would have to move a team. You would have to move a very a poverty ass franchise like the Houston Texans all the way to, you know, Munich, London, Nuremberg, somewhere. And the only the... reason why baseball is surviving with fifteen teams of each conf- uh, each league, should I say, 
instead of 1614 as it was 10 years ago is because of how many games there are. Like this a, what, is 120 games. That is true. 162. 162. Yeah, you have a restructure. I mean, baseball is different. I mean, baseball is kind of different. You it's could play. It's been no, that I mean, way since if the 70s. If you're adding teams, it makes it more difficult. It does. Well, especially I think, I wild card. You shouldn't add teams. You they they should just move a certain team away. It should be the and NFL Texans. NFL but and NHL thing. has the most teams. They both have thirty two, which is perfect. The thing it's is, if number. you yeah, if you moved um, Jacksonville Jaguars and the Houston's Tex, Tex, uh, the Texans, they're both AFC South teams moving to Europe. How the fuck? Like you can't just call them. Oh, it's they're the AFC South. But you cannot fuck with the AFC East. But you cannot fuck with the AFC East. Like, who are you going to move? You yeah, the take AFC, so many it's rivals. fine. The AFC South, the AFC South would have the, the London Redcoats and the, the uh, uh, Munich. Bro, you would have to Robbers. rename Brewers. AFC yeah. South would make no sense of a name. The London yeah. Texans. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, before we finish, if like I don't know when we were done with this section, I just saw another comment. Someone Ben Diesel said, "Will Anderson and Jalen Carter are the two big names that would go top five in the draft that are not QBs." Also, it's MCDC, not HCDC. Oh, Motor yeah. City MC. Dan Campbell. Yeah, uh, Motor City uh, head Motor City coach. Dan Campbell, well, no, yeah. it can be, it can be Motor City Dan Campbell or yeah. HCDC head coach Dan Campbell. I, there are both. But I agree. MCDC okay. is the more pop, but also HC yeah. is the head coach. You gotta, you gotta, yeah. you gotta give him his title now and then. Come on. I'm, I, I'm not big in college <laughs> for this year, but Will Anderson and Jalen Carter. What uh, colleges are they? I don't know Ooh, if you guys know. Um, since. Um, honestly, a high draft pick might remember. be. Uh, I think it's like strong. Oh, oh, Will I can't Anderson remember. is Proud? Bama, right? Who? Will, Will Anderson? Anderson's Bama. Because I'm just—he uh, said top five, two big names that will go top five in draft. They're not QBs. Which uh, is interesting. Um, because Will Anderson's Bama, Jalen Carter's Georgia Bulldogs. Because Denver, because Denver does have their first round pick. That's Seattle right there. Uh, even though they might go QB. Well, Bears will probably pick up a wide receiver. Are they both wide receivers? And Philly has the Saints pick. Uh, Yeah, no. um, Northwestern lineman Peter Skronsky was named the best O-lineman in the Big Ten. Um, I think he could possibly go pretty high on some teams that would want a lineman. I would love the Eagles to get. Well, you you said left tackle? Um, I don't know what. You know what? Is there any mock drafts out? He is the first. I know. Yeah, he's the first one I mean, to earn the offensive lineman twice. The offensive lineman of the year in the Big Ten twice. And he plays um, what looks like to be left tackle. Yeah. I would love for the Eagles to get him because I don't know if Andre Dillard's with his injuries. Because yeah, yeah. We need there is replacement a... for Jason Peters. Yeah. And if Lane Johnson retires. Also, the center um, Olu Otinawami from Michigan um, is also graduating, and he was one of the best centers in the in the entirety of college football. So if a team needs a good center, there's that. Uh, teams will take linemen pretty high um, if they need linemen. It so. is, yeah. What is that? CBS has a. They actually draft. uploaded one 14 hours ago. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, there you go. Because just linked it. End, because it's it's the regular season is done for college. Pull it up. Yeah. 
Yeah, I uh, got it. This I, one's actually kind of surprising. They got Bears. They got Bears picking an edge rusher. I mean, you could get a receiver in the second round. Who who needs receivers right now? Oh wait, 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 wait! I did not know this. Hold on. Um. Oh no! Wait. Oh no! They're saying okay. The Seahawks. The Seahawks' pick is from Denver. Never mind. Yeah. So yeah. Gotcha. Bryce Young going first. I can see that. Willie Anderson Jr. an edge rusher. Yeah. I mean, maybe for yeah. They don't need a quarterback. They could go with a lineman because they need some linemen. So I could see them picking a lineman high like this. We need wide receiver. You can get them in the second round. There's gonna be a decent amount of wide receivers. Okay, you guys are gonna be you guys are gonna be bad next year as well. So you guys also get a high draft pick, and Marvin Harrison Jr. will be available. So there you go. Um, Jalen Carter D line for the that makes sense for the because the D line for the um, Seahawks is pretty bad right now. Peter Scrout, there it is. There's Peter. Um, OT. Yeah, I would definitely see that. CJ Stroud. Okay. I could see that for Detroit. I could see them taking Stroud, or I could see them taking... um, Will Levis or Hendon Hooker? Or Hendon Hooker. Um, Will Levis. Uh, Will Levis from... Kentucky. Panthers really need a... I wouldn't know if I would take it. I don't know if I would take it. I don't know if I would Carolina take a Kentucky needs. quarterback. <laughs> I think like, I think they would rather Carolina, take Hendon Hooker here, honestly. Yeah, but Carolina needs a QB. Oh yeah, but I think I, I would rather take Hendon Hooker and wait a year than take Will Levis. No offense to him, but I don't know if I've seen Kentucky play a bit and it looked good, but I don't know if he's that good. Product Jones, OT, Caleb Smith, cornerback. I'm surprised CJ Shroud. I just I'm just looking back. Cornerback. Uh, See, okay, okay, it's. Seeing Eagles with the cornerback on this one, I don't know because they don't take defensive players unless they're a D line. Howie Roseman. I think the only round, need you guys round. would need, like, obviously, would be a left tackle, a backup running back, or a an left tackle, though. a back, a left tackle, backup right tackle, a running back again, third round, I'm first sorry. round Miles pick, Sanders. offensive linemen are instant starters. That's true. That's not well true. But I mean, Lane Johnson might retire soon. We got. We already got he a center. We got he's playing draft, amazing, so. but he's injured. I know. Yeah. But I'm saying, but the injuries. Wide receiver, wide receiver for the. the for, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wide receiver as well. Okay, that's good. D line for. I mean, Falcons need everything. Um, defense. Falcons need a quarterback. Well, wait, they don't have a quarterback for. No, no, that's right. They did get a quarterback this year. They have Desmond Ritter, and they haven't played him all season. What do you do? Oh, let him yeah. learn. Okay, Why Christian probably, Gonzalez, cornerback. Yeah. Okay, Oregon. Brian Brees from Oregon. Clemson. I, I mean, I guess they could use a D lineman. I would also like to see them maybe focus on some. Quarters. Wow, wait, look at New York. So when you get the, I'm surprised they got Texans not picking up a quarterback. Ooh, yeah. they do. Yeah, they have the. Well, no, the first pick for the Texans. They had first pick and they got him. Um, oh, oh, Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, Anthony right. Richardson, yeah. QB, uh, from Florida. No, I don't know why they're picking Anthony Richardson over the hand hooker still hasn't gone off the board. And that is probably thinking of injury. they're thinking of his injury. That's why. Yeah. Uh, Dwan Jones, but you lineman, think, Ohio but no, State. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. New York picking up a quarterback would be very stupid, especially yeah. how, how well Daniel Jones has been playing. Maybe. I don't Dewan know. Jones. From, yeah, I've seen this O-lineman from Ohio State. He's this. He's, he's actually right here. 78 right here. And he's this and top heavy. He is this top-heavy motherfucker, and he's almost 400 pounds. So, also, they're thinking that Belichick's got to pick at 17 instead of trading down. Yeah. That's kind of weird. 
Joey Porter, Paris Johnson, cornerback OT. But you think yeah, the cornerback trade down? Joey Porter's very good. This will be a great pick. I don't know why Joey Porter isn't going higher in the draft. Um, Paris need... Johnson OT. I mean, this is a draft. Or... Uh, no, I don't know. Paris Johnson should not be that high up as an offensive tackle. Position ranked first over what? Over Scrum? Uh, no. Mm. no, 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 no. Um. Really oh, Michael Meyer, tight end. Really good tight end from Notre Dame. Been playing really well this season. Um, oh, wow. They really have Just a tight end. Chargers? That's a good pick. That's a good pick That's for the Chargers pick. if he falls that low, yeah. Mm. I Bo think the Chargers Nicks. need to get something for the rush defense. From Oregon. Bo Nix from yeah, Oregon. I, I can this. see that. I can see that. Okay. Oh, what do you think of the Bengals? Sakai I've heard the name before. He's a good interior D lineman, a good run snopper. Um, but we already have BJ Hill who's been okay. Um, I mean, it depends on what Daxam Hill does. If Jesse Bates leaves, we also might need some a really good corner if one of these falls down low. Um, I think you're going to pay Jason Bates. Uh, Bates. I think you're going to let Eli Apple go. Yeah, so we might need another corner. Jay and Jones, Texas A&M cornerback. Vikings kind of weird because I actually show Jackson Smith, the Jimba dropping that low. Wow. Even though he had an injury, but still, yeah. All right. What All right. the fuck did they have for this running back? Why in the first round? Howie Rosa does not pick running backs in the first round. It's in the third <laughs> round or later. And then Josh Downs is wide receiver. So, yeah, I think for Which me, is... the biggest lock I would probably see for a first round pick that's not a, a QB. QB would either be Willie Anderson Jr. as an edge rusher or Pete Skaronsky as an offensive tackle. Dude, One of the funny. two I would pick. Kansas City picking up another wide receiver, even though have, they have like a bajillion. Actually, that's kind of oh no, I guess it's not weird because I'm trying to think. Playoff. I'm trying to think with Andy Reid because he wants offensive linemen too. Because he always loved some good offensive linemen with McNabb before too. I don't know, but no, uh, but uh, yeah, the, how you saying Will Anderson? Yeah, for edge for Chicago. That's not a bad pickup for Chicago to get some extra defense. Not at all. Not at all. But yeah, it's just speculation. We'll see what happens with the college football playoff. That could change a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah. But, yes, anyway, that has been the Football Stooges Week 12-13 wrap-up and prediction. We hope you enjoyed. Please leave a comment below. We'll answer them just as we did right now. If you leave questions for us, like and follow us here on YouTube. Or if you're listening, go ahead and like the podcast wherever you're finding it. Um, for myself, for Mastin, and for Mamba, hope you had a happy Thanksgiving, have a happy holidays, and enjoy some football, and run the damn ball. Have a good night. Bye.